0: Drive really wasn't that bad really yeah autopiloted the entire way yeah four and a half hours <laughs> yeah because
1: when you texted me you're like uh I'll be there at 2 and then yeah. you're like two and a half hours <laughs> well
0: it's because we stopped and <laughs> we stopped for an hour to charge oh and okay I uh, also stopped to eat some food gotcha some Sonic
1: <laughs> yeah because you're like uh I was expecting you to get here at, like, noon, I think, right? Yeah. That was exactly. the original plan? Well,
0: I was going to leave earlier, but we left around, like, 10 o'clock.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Three th- – wait. So, total trip I time. total
0: trip was, like, five hours.
1: Five hours for the podcast. And you're going back right after this, right? Yeah. You got to do it. You made it happen.
0: I, it's not that bad. Honestly, I was getting so bored sitting at home, too. Like, that yeah. was one thing. And then, like, all this shit happening with my mom and, like, various other things. Right. Like, it just – it was – it's time to get out how is
1: it being back it's good yeah
0: yeah it's a little bit boring did you
1: move back right before me right
0: yeah i moved back before you but i was supposed to come back yeah um in like i can't remember like february 21st or maybe march 21st i can't remember but i flew from chicago to i mean from la to chicago and then chicago to toronto and in toronto I was there for splash man's birthday shout out to splash shout man. Out to splash man <laughs> and um uh, i mean yeah i was gonna i came back to chicago i had my flight booked for la that weekend whenever i came back so it was like it was february and then flights get canceled yeah like, they're all canceled and i'm like fuck like i really wanted to go back but and then all this stuff on the news about like uh, i think i saw I don't, I don't know who it was posting on their story hustler, it was hustler. We all, yeah he freaked <laughs> it was hu- me out too that was the yeah, reason he, I, I packed up so quick <laughs> he posted all these army trucks and everything how they're going to shut the borders and i'm just like Shit, yeah I, gotta, I, I can't i can't go back can't and go then, back and then i decided to just stay and um, i, I kind of like the vibe at home anyways no expenses just chilling waking up just feeling very comfortable right which is good and bad and we'll, we'll get into that but yeah.
1: well it looks like you've definitely been super productive oh yeah just being great. home very productive. la has so many distractions too many
0: distractions earth and earth every meal yeah too many ways to hours. spend
1: money yes. that's crazy <laughs> endless amounts
0: endless amounts man I want I really want to talk about our la experience too just like reminisce on it oh definitely yeah
1: yeah when I when I picked fez up today I go I, gotta make sure to pick you up because here's the situation that's going down okay. at the apartment let's so hear it, let's hear it. i'm sure you you tuned in my lives with the neighbor right the crazy neighbor yes. at my old apartment yes and now the maintenance guy was trying to get drop shipping advice and all this yeah when i came here i'm like oh, I, I won't have to deal with that anymore dude this front desk lady every time i've picked up a package the past four times Oh, no. She's asked me to buy her things. She tells no. me specifically what she wants. She tells me her shoe size. She tells me when her wedding is. She says when that when her she, wedding is, yeah, she so said, she's getting married. Like, okay, this is the last interaction I had with her, and I was done after this. Um, she knows about the aura ring. Okay. You know, it's this three hundred dollar ring. It tracks everything.
0: Uh, tracks your sleep too. <laughs> tracks your sleep, your
1: activity, your mental readiness. And I go to pick up a package. I go, I believe I have a package, and she goes, I want you to buy me that. And I go, oh, what this? I had something in, like it was like a shaker bottle, uh-huh. shaker bottle in my left hand, <laughs> and she, I'm like, she's like, no, I want you to buy that me that ring, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know Christmas is right around the corner, just trying to make a joke, and I she goes, it. <laughs> you know, I'm getting married September twelfth, right? And I'm like, oh really? And then she's like, yeah, and then so like, dude, weird. And so just, I'm,
0: just out of out of nowhere, she starts to ask you for things. So did the, she did she know you from before? no no th- so this is completely it's a completely new person we, we just started chatting because this is when i lived here before
1: she didn't live here it all started with that keyboard that rainbow keyboard yeah she goes you know i i thought this was you when i saw this so when are you buying me one and i'm like oh. i thought she was joking and then the next time i came she she made a reference to buying me something because she's like you're in a lot of packages you should buy me something and she, by the way this lady's like 56 this okay. is no like young girl okay and um, I'm like, Oh, that would be funny, you know, if I put a package if I make a package say like four concierge is the name. Yeah. And oh. and then she's like, um, my shoe size is eight, um, eight and a half actually. And then she told me the brand, she's like, and I'm like, This is fucked up, so I'm going there. So I'm learning if unless I'm trying to establish a business connection, I just don't talk to people about what I do. Wow. Especially around this town.
0: Okay. So how are you gonna how are you gonna go moving forward and you know, kinda ghost her?
1: I only pick up packages at like midnight. Okay. Yeah, That's I just go to the midnight roll. Valid solution. Absolutely. <laughs> so you you started drop shipping, right? Yes. That's the start of so many people.
0: Well, no, I started with a clothing brand first. I didn't know and this. It was kind of like I was drop shipping before I even knew what drop shipping was, and it's just kind of funny because I I had seen ads about drop shipping and like I knew about all this stuff, but r- what really got me inspired was. I was, I was a sophomore in high school. Um, I had just broken up with uh, my only girlfriend I've ever had. Literally the only girl that I ever loved. Um, I, I was just like, fuck that shit. Like, now I got to really go hard because, like, I don't want to do school because that's what she wanted to do. And, uh, like, I was making apps at the time. I don't know if you knew this about me either. No. But, like, I was developing apps. and games. 16? Yeah, I was 16, 16. at this gotcha. time. Yeah. Actually, I was 15, 15 and a half. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, because my birthday is like after the school year, May 31st. So I'm developing apps and like I'm not making any money off this, but I'm getting a lot of downloads and like a lot of notoriety because of it. So I came across this one YouTube video from this dude named Justin Escalona. I don't know if you know who he is. No. but He is also a, um, you know, he, he's from the Chicago suburbs. He started vlogging on YouTube. He blew up on YouTube. He had a series called Daily Docs and he moved to L.A. And he created a clothing company out of his fan base that he had, like just just like a clothing company based around something that he just loved, which is like you know partying, getting fucked up, doing all this fun shit. And it was called thirteen forty. And like I saw the way that he did it, and I'm like, you know what, I can probably do this too, with you know the small following that I had. If I had like 500 followers or something, and then you know using the organic Instagram growth tactics with following people and unfollowing them, liking their (laughs) stuff, doing all I, I I did I did the whole nine yards with that. And I launched the clothing company in March of 2017 or 2016. I, I mixed up the years, but... Yeah, just use a bunch of like growth hacking tools and i i launched it with just the instagram just like posting designs and like getting feedback on what people think so in a way i did kind of do do print on demand because i got samples made one-off samples yep. with like i don't know what website like teespring or something got one-off samples made took pictures of them listed it on the website and started getting orders and then after two weeks i would fulfill the orders using the money that i got so like basically using the drop shipping method print on demand so
1: wait were you doing this <coughs> on your personal instagram or no no it, no, it was complete, on the company, company gotcha instagram. so people but are I, just buying it because they like the design yeah 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 people are just That's buying because
0: like, they like designs and i was like strategically following people that follow these startup clothing brands so they support like this and this this whole like streetwear come up thing was such a big thing in 2017 yeah. 2016 like i don't know if you knew about that but oh yeah like it was big like everyone and their mom wanted to start a clothing brand
1: yeah i remember that because yeah. supreme really Supreme. started taking off around that
0: We did like limited drops and yeah. i kind of hyped it up, but like it was really just gilded clothing with basic screen prints. So uh I probably made like $15,000 total. Uh um, profit or revenue? Uh profit. Damn. Yeah, so and and good. what
1: time time period?
0: In 8 months.
1: Damn, that's in, a lot for a 15-year-old. Yeah,
0: man. in high school, like 15 and a half turning 16. I turned 16, I run the brand up during the summer like just just kind of have fun, just enjoying myself, not making any crazy money and I don't know what happened. It was like Black Friday of 2017, I think, like November 2017, and I, I was just like, I got, I got to make some money, but I don't know how I'm gonna do it. And I had the clothing brand up at this time, but I find out about dropshipping right before that because mm-hmm. and, I don't know if you know Andrew McCarthy. Shout out yeah, to Andrew, absolutely. Andrew's like one of my, he's literally like my first ever e-com friend, and we did like a collaboration um, with my clothing store and his bikini brand that he had. We did a free plus shipping T-shirt. That I designed and like he promoted it on the Instagram and I promoted it on our Instagram as a collab And we got a bunch of people to like tag tag and repost and do all that stuff And we were selling the t-shirt for free and then obviously $15 shipping, right? You know, you of course, fi- you know how the free post shipping course goes. um we did that and I had my first ever like thousand dollar day like profit. Yeah. First ever thousand dollar profit. There's nothing like that day. Nothing nothing like that day. And I did that before I was dropshipping products. So that was a wow. cool thing. And after that, like it's just started to go slowly downhill. And I'm like, okay, I need to do something else. And he told me about drop shipping. And mind you, I already I had already known about drop shipping. I've already seen like Ty Lopez's ads. I've seen everyone's like YouTube channel. Like I, I was very observant of the entire model. But I always found it super, super difficult to get into. And I was stuck in that um, analysis paralysis thing that a lot of beginners go through. And I just was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I missed the entire hoverboard wave. I missed the entire fidget spinner wave. Wait, what
1: what year is this that you're starting to get an interest in drop shipping
0: 2017 i think
1: summer of 2017 was
0: that was that when the fidget spinners came out I yeah think that's so. exactly when i started yeah, too 2017. summer of 2017 yeah, yeah, and right. i talked
1: myself out of it
0: yes i talked myself out of it too because i was like i can't manage school i can't do this yeah. and like i can't even process payments under my own name so that was also one thing like all of my drop shipping stores pretty much prior to me turning 18 were done under someone else's name which is like wow
1: yeah yeah, I can't imagine <laughs> starting a dropship under 18. I know it's possible. Yeah, I've it's seen possible. tons of you guys do it, but Yeah, a lot
0: of your a lot of your uh, students are very successful under under 18, which yeah. is crazy. Shout out
1: Aiden. This kid's <laughs> I think he just turned 14 and he yeah. pulled in 23,000 in a month. Wow. Like a couple months ago.
0: 14 that's like f- that's like freshman year eighth grade yeah you know, and much. it's
1: so funny because he commented that on a youtube video and people were commenting oh this is bullshit yeah. people thought i was paying him to say it and then he <laughs> he like posted a screenshot and everything and proved it and even i th- even i had my doubts yeah, yeah. like 14 yeah,
0: 14 year old is saying that you're not gonna I mean, it's hard to believe that but yeah that is fucking insane
1: so you got into drop shipping
0: yeah so, so how,
1: what shipping. what what brought you back into it and by the way i think there's a buzzing coming
0: yeah slight buzz you hear that is it good now? The buzz
1: is fixed.
0: Yeah, I don't hear any buzz anymore.
1: Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we're good. We're All right. Good. We're good. back to business. <laughs> I'm back in business. What, what brought you around to uh, dropshipping? Because what happened for me is I gave up dropshipping because I'm like, I don't want to waste my money on dropshipping when I'm about to move to LA to be an Uber driver. Yeah. And so what brought me back was I became an Uber driver and had the funds to go after it again.
0: Okay. So you, so you got your startup funds from being an Uber driver. In L.A. Yeah, in LA. so because I
1: was saving up all this money to move to L.A., and it's so ironic because the same product on the same Facebook page on the same website with the same design that I gave up on. I tested it. I only ran PPE. I got a couple sales, and I kept scaling the PPE. I'm like, fuck all these people telling me conversion ads, yeah. link clicks. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I started losing a little money, and I quit, and then that same one three months later, that was supposed to be deleted by shopify because when you i ended that account yeah, you know yeah, when yeah. you end your account yeah, they, they, it should be a month they give yeah. you a month to, this was three months i open up oh it's still there It's still there i'm like you know i'm gonna try link click to add to card to conversion whatever of this i launched it and then i move back here and on the way back it, it took off so it's weird how like my whole timeline would be different if i kept up with that and yeah. i scaled it as i moved there because i would have never became an uber driver in la who right. knows what would have happened right so what about you? What what brought you back around to it?
0: Yeah, so uh, I just I kept on falling into that that loop of like, um, you know, my clothing brand not making that much money. So I did one final drop, like um, in I can't even remember, like September maybe, did mm-hmm. a final like back to school sale or whatever. Barely made any money on it, and I just decided to shut it down. I put I told the Instagram, I'm like, yeah, we're we're done with this. It's been a great run. Thank you for your support. So then I started to pursue dropshipping full Wait, time. Wait, if you're
1: making money, how come you? Well, it landed?
0: started. It started to really go downhill after oh. after that summer because I just started to just lose love with it. And yeah, like dropshipping was in the back of my mind. I'm like, there's a lot more money with this than yeah. there is with some like indie clothing brands. Yeah, so. I start drop shipping in October of 2017, like exactly October. That's after. crazy. That's
1: ex- October 11th, 2017 <laughs> Dude, is when I launched could, that site. I could
0: probably pull up one of the emails and check like when I first, be crazy. first got built. I think it was like October, like that October 11th too. Oh Like not, not, maybe not that exact <laughs> same day, but around that. Around Let's, that it, it Let's was. pretend it happened <laughs> the same day. But I still remember the first ever store I did. Uh, I can say the name of it. I don't care. It was called like Kai Chi- Chi- LA. Kyle or some shit so, so it was like a mixture of hawaii and also la because i loved both places so much and i just I don't, I don't know i didn't know how to come up with names so uh just called it that and it was um a phone case store and it was also a jewelry store so it was like a cool like tropical aesthetic brand because that's what my clothing brand was kind of like i launched my first ever ad which was an influencer ad on this page with like 900k followers but like majority of them were botted i had no i like i right. didn't i didn't know like what was real and what wasn't i paid like i don't know like 250 for that but before i did that i made the shopify account with my debit card and i picked the yearly subscription with it oh my god so out of out of, the, out of the gate i was 300 down because it's like yearly i was like okay i'll save money by doing this keeps but you committed keeps you committed um i do the first ad i get two sales but i'm overall not profitable on it but still like seeing these two sales come in out of nowhere literally my first ever drop shipping sales I was hooked already, even though I wasn't profitable.
1: Wait, were you running ads? Uh, no Facebook ads. Where did they come from?
0: Uh, influencer, one oh. influencer, one influencer page. It was like a theme page. Gotcha. Yeah. So I did that for you know for a little bit. Was very unprofitable with that first store, and I decided to just cut it. And I was like, okay, I gotta find the next product. So at the time, I don't I don't want to say the like what the product is or whatever, but pretty much Andrew was selling the same product, and he was selling it on Twitter. Now, Twitter, I mean, you you know, you know all about Twitter, like you've done viral tweets and stuff like that too. But what we did was we had an ad network where they would place us on these influencer Twitters. And at the time, like Twitter was Twitter was a shit. I mean, it still is, but not so much for dropshipping. Yeah. But it was a really good network that Andrew had access to. And he he allowed me to have access to it as well because he was just nice, very sick. abundant guy. Like he's always looked out for me. And we sold the same exact product, same exact offer, and I was pulling like $1,000 days within my first week Wait, of doing that. He store. didn't care about he you using the us, same ad he network? He did not oh. care even one bit.
1: That's that's like as direct competition as you can get. That's literally, crazy. Dude,
0: it was literally direct competition. Like I even copied the product names too. <laughs> like he know he knows this and he was fine with it. And I was like, dude, honestly, like I really appreciate that and you know we we ran the that product up for pretty much all of Q4 of 2017 and i did about like $40,000 in Q4 i had that's a $10,000 day as well on cyber monday of 2017
1: wow so that was your first $10,000 that day. was my first
0: ever $10,000 day yeah
1: that would've been about 3 months after your first $1,000 day right
0: um yeah yeah pretty much around around that yeah it's crazy that's crazy scale up like that and that's just because the tweets went viral yeah the 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 retweets go and like it was just cyber monday too so there was just a general influx of traffic
1: and then so what happened with that product as you developed It,
0: it, it died down i i didn't know how to brand it i didn't know how to do facebook ads i tried to learn about facebook ads but i had no idea and andrew like andrew and i would work together a lot of the times and like we'd bounce off ideas and like you know in terms of like branding drop shipping stores i know you like to do that too we we kind of did the same thing where we made like a cool name cool logo all that stuff but we didn't actually private label the product cuz yeah. i had no idea how to do that i wasn't able to right. you know I, I i even though looking back at it it is very easy to private label products now but you know getting a logo put on the watch and maybe making a custom box would have been you know maybe that store could have made me a million dollars if i if i really wanted it to but i just had no idea how to do anything Yep. I didn't know how to do Facebook ads. I didn't know how to do Google, Google ads. I didn't know how to do anything. So Andrew paid Dennis Hegstad. I don't know if you know him. No, no. Um, Dennis Hegstad. Shout out Dennis. He has a cool Shopify app, which we will not be plugging because he's not paying me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Fu- so
1: basically Fez is saying, fuck you, Dennis. <laughs> fuck you me. if you're watching.
0: <laughs> pay me. <laughs> but um, he Andrew paid Dennis for Facebook ad consulting because he was really good at that. And you know, Andrew kind of learned his ways through it. He started to make money. And this is like short, sort of the second wave of my dropshipping career too because then I learned Facebook ads on my own. And like a little bit from Andrew, like he explained to me a little bit, but really the best way that I learned was watching YouTube videos and actually applying it after. Yeah. I didn't buy a single course. Same. I didn't pay anybody a single dollar for consulting. Yep. I extracted knowledge for free and applied it to my own things. So, And
1: that really shows like if you really want it, you can get it. There's oh, really absolutely. no, excuse. I didn't, I didn't take a course at all. Um, I didn't take even a Facebook ads course or anything. It's just, yeah. I learned, I learned, I learned and asked questions big really. time. Cause did you, did you have like a Facebook group that you asked wow. questions in? You didn't have that. No. It was pure
0: testing, pure testing, pure, you know, creative testing too. Cause my, my background wow. is more creative than, you know, business wise. So I really applied like creative strategies to drop shipping to kind of Mask that I'm selling like a shit product and also another product that I ran up um, was very similar to the first product that I did but um, This is whenever Facebook started to come into play and I was pulling like I was pulling like ten thousand dollar days Consistently but not really super profitable or anything and you know throughout that entire time keep in mind again I am like seven 16 17 years old and I'm still processing under like my parents and stuff, and like I would be getting Stripe accounts flagged, I would be getting my Shopify payments flagged, and I'm just running up so many different payment processors and everything because everyone is just shutting me down.
1: You're still doing some math homework on the St- side, dude.
0: Oh my god, I would be drop shipping in class. Like I remember this one, this one memory very specifically. It was right after a math test in. Um, my junior year of school and like I, I graduated school early and all that stuff So like school was never really that that important in my life I would be on in class like editing my ads like scaling things up And I remember my math teacher came up to me and he was like like put your computer away This is not the time to be doing this. I'm <laughs> like, dude, I finished my test. I did my homework I did all that and he was like, no, like why are you even doing this? You should be focusing on school because that's what's really going to matter for you. Oh, yeah He's like, you know, this stuff is cool, but is it going to last you? And I'm like, yes, it's going to fucking last me.
1: Have you seen that teacher since that <laughs> no, day? You I should go back in.
0: I haven't talked to a single teacher from school and not even one of them has hit me up or anything at all. Like, I, I honestly, like, I was expecting to get some sort of attention after, you know, kind of, like, getting a lot of followers and a lot of, you know, I don't know, just, like, recognition for what I'm doing right now, but literally not one person has even hit me
1: up. What do you do when someone from your, I'd say, pre drop shipping or pre-e-commerce life yeah. hits you up and it's like, Hey, like say someone from your high school, Hey man, how have you been doing? You haven't talked to him in three years. What, what do you, how do you confront that? Especially in a situation where you were friends with this person, but you guys yeah. just kind of just gradually disconnected. And then now all of a sudden they want to hit you up to have some coffee.
0: Yeah. So it's not the same. Like I've grown as I've grown a lot as a person. I'm definitely not the same person I was three years ago and I'm not the same person I was six months ago, honestly. So I've grown out of those people. Like if they hit me up, like sure, like I'll be nice sometimes if, if they did fuck with me, if they supported me, but if they ever had an ounce of doubt in me, fuck you. (laughs) I won't, I don't want to take part in any handouts or anything like that at all
1: i i went through that heavy especially when i got the i8 that's when the tension really started coming and i that was two months before i met jared so i went out with jared and obviously he had done way more than sales i mean at the time so he was in this longer and i asked him that question i'm like what do you do when someone from like your high school college hits you up that hasn't talked to in years Mm -hmm. do you respond he goes not to a single one (laughs) i'm like holy shit!" because it's like i had this at this place, I bust for five years, six years. There's this uh, expo. No cook. He'd always fuck with me, throw food at my face, like do weird shit. Damn. Like yeah, crazy. Like just
0: straight up bullying.
1: Yeah, straight up bullying. Wow. I was like, fuck you or whatever. That's just kind of the vibe there. Guess what? I get a message from him. Hey Scott. So um, yeah, I'd just love to sit down with you. I am actually am no longer a cook at that restaurant. I'm a I'm a financial advisor, and I would love to just sit down with you, go over a game plan, and all this. It's so funny how people will act friendly out of nowhere
0: best of luck to those people but you can't like i mean you already know like we can't give off our energy and our time to people like that because most of the time they're gonna like even let's say we are the most kind people and we do offer them some sort of help because you know we might feel bad for them they're still not going to fucking apply it. And what's going to happen is they're just going to keep on trying to leech off you and always just, you know, come to you for more knowledge, more knowledge, more knowledge. And let's say they become successful, like nine times out of 10, they're just going to say, fuck you and just leave, like never talk to you again type shit. Like I've had that happen to me too. Like I've learned the hard way.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, how do you protect yourself from new people that you don't even know like that? Because that's... that's well, now
0: the, now I don't connect with anyone unless they provide me some sort of direct value. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you could just go screw yourself. <laughs> it's a
1: weird situation we're in because so like I would say, I'll go ahead and say this, I think pretty much everyone in the world would want our type of life, not in, the, yeah. not in a cocky way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the fact that we don't have to work for anybody. We work for ourselves and we, we hold creative control of what we do. Absolutely. So like when someone... Sees that they instantly thinks you can when they find out. That's why I was telling you at the beginning of this. I don't like telling people anything, anything. about what I do.
0: Yeah,
1: I I usually would just say like I'm nowadays. I'm gonna say I work for the FBI. Yeah. So leave it like that. Can't talk about
0: shit. Can't talk about it.
1: But like I've had a situation. Remember when I went to Colorado? Yeah, there was this one girl who saw us filming at a gas station on the way. Mm. Crazy. She was like, um, "Oh, what are you guys doing? We're filming a video. Where'd you grow up, or whatever?" She was grew up 10 minutes away from me, random place in Colorado. And so she was like, hey, um, I'm coming to St. Louis in two weeks, we should totally hang out. I'm like, okay. And then her sister messages me and says, hey, uh, Scott, uh, something, something. Then she messaged me and goes, hey, my sister actually owns a business in Clay and she would love for you to call her and so she could ask you some questions. Here's her number. And this is the best part, man, because I like like you said, you went through it, you learned the hard way. Mm I already went through all that. I already know. So I I hit her. I hit her with this. I go, "Um, do you only want to hang out with me to ask business questions or to actually like hang out? And she's like, "Um, well, I just miss intellectual conversation so much because I'm surrounded by trust fund babies and they don't know they like to party. I go, okay, I'll agree to meet up with you, but you can't ask me one single dropshipping or marketing question. Oh, what are we supposed to talk about rainbows and sunshine and I go if you think my intellect is limited to drop shipping Then we should not meet at all and then I just blocked her It's like so those are the types of people that i'm getting in my inbox protect your friends from years So i'm sure you've gone through many similar things. Yeah, especially being your age too Yeah
0: being being a lot younger It is a little bit, you know, kind of kind of annoying, but you know, it is it is what it is and honestly like if i'm being if i'm being real with you like moving back home like if i'm keeping it a, a buck with you like it I, I don't i don't hang out with like i don't hang out with a single person that i went to school with and this is a good and a bad thing good because i'm protecting my energy i'm not you know wasting my time on you know people that don't have the same vision as me and the same goal as me and that's why i loved being in la because i was constantly around yeah. like you guys and people that were just in the bag like always trying to you know reach the next level but In Chicago, I'm a lot more alone and I spend more time like in my office just like working and like I do have a couple like really good business friends. Shout out to Hamas and Kyle But hey, um, Yeah, like they're they're probably like my only business slash like real-life friends that I have there that I'm able to vibe with and You know, I don't I don't care about the quantity of people it really is the quality and even when I was in school to be fair Uh, A lot of people did want to be friends with me and they saw what I was doing like after I started to make a little bit of money But my mindset was just like so closed off from these people just because I knew like I didn't really have a future of being friends with Them so I literally just like cut pretty much everyone off and my friend group was literally like three people while while in high School and like I could have been popular. I could have been getting all the bitches I could (laughs) have been doing all that but I decided not to and Do I regret it? Maybe a little bit because I missed out on kind of a fun experience and like I've always been like super tense and super focused like business wise. And that's a good thing if you want to make money, if you want to do that. But what I found now, especially living in L.A., you have to enjoy yourself. You have to enjoy, you know, your blessings and the, the stuff that you've worked towards and just. Vibe, you know, yeah. life is not all about being tense and you know working on your computer and answering slack and talking on wechat to your suppliers and you want my facetimes it's not all about that yeah I, I learned that the hard way now
1: yeah i think it's like weird because we're just unable to live like a normal life yeah
0: it's not possible
1: it's very strange so back to the drop shipping back to the drop shipping <laughs> so the, your second
0: product second product goes well up. you ran Run it up 100 120k in sales and you know what's really funny about this fucking hilarious I'm running it up and Mikey <laughs> sends me the ad on my Instagram like me and my Mikey and I would talk like sometimes because we had a mutual friend and you know he just dms you out of nowhere he's like hey I know you own this store like I I saw your ads and he sends me the ad and he just like talks about it and stuff and like it was super <laughs> weird to start off like Sounds like I, Mikey. <laughs> yeah Mikey and I did not get off on like the right foot but we didn't get off on the wrong foot either like I knew what he was doing like he was doing great he had like you know, like $60,000 weekends and like crazy numbers, like he was crushing it. And then I think he saw that product and he started to run it up too. And I, I know, I know he did. And like I don't have <laughs> any, any issues with that whatsoever, but it was just super funny that like him and I connected over like my biggest, like not my biggest winning product, but like the product that allowed me to, you know, get a lot more experience with dropshipping. Yeah. It was just super weird how we connected like that.
1: So yeah, you didn't know like anything about branding or anything at the <laughs> time, Nothing. but that set the platform for your third set, product.
0: Set the platform for my third product. And after this, I was a Facebook ads goat. I was yep. a creative goat. I knew how to make websites. I knew how to do all that stuff. So I had a partner with that store. I don't really want to talk too much about that, but we had the we had that store running, got the product in, um you know at the time uh i i was kind of being mentored by george george blue i don't know if you know who that oh is. yeah yeah george george is like you gotta have george on the podcast i'm down i think you should he's a really interesting person where's he live chicago fucking tell him drive down i will um i think he'll want to be on the podcast but he was like kind of my only mentor besides andrew i wouldn't i mean andrew was kind of a mentor for me but he was more of a friend but George was more of a mentor, and I found out through George. Uh, I found out George through Sebas actually, and I would watch. Oh wow, I skipped out on an entire thing. I when I was when I was watching like a bunch of dropshipping videos and like doing all this stuff, Sebas was one of the people that like I loved watching. I Which like, video dude, was it? Uh, it was this challenge, like zero zero to twenty yeah. k challenge. Yeah, his or something. biggest videos. His right biggest there. videos. Like I would watch them. And I'm like, dude, this guy has swag. He runs yeah. up the bag. He he, he's he knows what he's talking about. I'm like, dude, like I want to be friends with him So I slide into his DMS. I'm like, yo, like if there's anything I can do for you edit videos Do whatever I just want to connect with you and he was like, yeah, I actually want to get a video edited Wow, so he sends me the video. I try to edit it but my computer is like crashing It's not like exporting the file and I failed him and I was like, dude, honestly Here's the here's the pack download it and then just like put it in between like we kind of built our relationship off that and then you know, as I started to progress with dropshipping, make more money. Like we started to talk on more of a business level, and then we just grew as friends. Like from um, from that point, oh, so, I never knew that. Yeah, Sabas is probably like my second oldest dropshipping friend.
1: Wow. Yeah, and third oldest, Mikey.
0: No, I didn't really consider Mikey a friend back then. Mikey <laughs> became Mikey really became a friend, honestly, like last May.
1: Okay, I thought you were about to say I would really consider Mikey a friend, <laughs> <laughs> and you're about to go for the next hour about how Mikey screwed you over. This world. that'd be crazy. Nah, all, all up to Mikey, just man. a huge
0: bomb dropped <laughs> on the podcast. I had no clue about. No, nah, Mikey's the boy. Mikey's the boy. Um, but I got connected to George through Sebas because like Sebas made a video with George because he did like nine million in like a year or something like that. Crazy retarded numbers. I slide into george's dms on the same like value proposition shit i'm like can i do anything for you and at the time like there weren't that many people that were young and doing it and they wanted to get connected with you and they have some sort of value to offer you like now it's a lot harder for people to slide into my dms and provide me value just because i already have everything that i need but um the stage was a lot different like last year and this is last february so I'm talking to George and then George invites me out to, um, lunch at Fogo the Chow, um, this Brazilian steakhouse good. I got got addicted to it, dude. I'd be going there like every weekend.
1: Was it the Brazilian steakhouse where you order it, or it's like all you can eat?
0: They come through. There'd be sliced. Yeah, that's it. the best. It, and then the cheese balls. Really yeah.
1: Big. Oh, is that Jeez. where you started liking those cheese balls? Yes. Yeah, I saw those at Whole Foods the other day. <laughs> yes. Like, I yeah, I remember seeing <laughs> packs of these in the freezer all the time. Yeah, I had I had them
0: stacked, <laughs> dude. I'd be making them at home. I had them last night, actually. <laughs> Classic. Classic. But yeah i got connected to george he showed me like the software and stuff that he was working on like he just he i don't know why he welcomed me with such open arms but i think he just saw a lot of potential with me and like before this my um third dropshipping store this wasn't the partner one this is just like one that i was doing on my own uh it ran up big time like the first week that i had it live was black friday of 2018 i did like a hundred thousand dollars in sales that weekend alone with about thirty thousand dollar ad spend so that that kind of caught his attention because i'd be posting black friday 2018 2018 gotcha yeah so that caught his attention and like he kind of you know he saw what i was doing he saw that i was young from chicago he wanted to connect with me so we go out he teaches me a little bit about the back end of his stuff and like how things are done and then he gives me some of his product and like i'm analyzing the branding of it and all this stuff i'm like wow i want to do something just like this so i take the product that i was running before I apply the same sort of branded strategies over the course of about two and a half months and then I get the product private labeled I start to do like very beautiful 3d rendered ads. This is something that's like pretty big with yeah. uh, sweet dreams Now it's like a lot of very beautiful unique creative content in in already saturated niche like there's hundreds and maybe thousands of people selling this product already, but how can I be different and after seeing the branding stuff and after seeing like how that stuff is done, I'm like, okay, I, I want to do this now. So this was a very pivotal moment in my life because this is the moment I went from drop shipping to private labeling and that switch yeah. alone, just like that made me who I am right now.
1: Yeah. That's when you go from short term to long term. Yeah.
0: Or I know mean, it's still kind of short term because the product was just not able to be like coined as my own. But um, yeah, like still made a decent right. amount of money with well, it. Well,
1: I guess in terms of vision, when you yes. ha- when you have a private label, you, the vision can go way further than a, yes. just a regular drop shipping yes, store. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's what you said about the mentor thing's really good. And I can understand why he would though, because a lot of these people, I'm sure you get it all the time. Hey, bro, can you be my mentor? Hey, yeah. can you be my mentor, mentor, mentor? I actually have this book right here, by the way, this is the rarest book I own. Yeah. Dude, there's only one on Amazon right now for $90. But I asked oh, my really? mentor the most impactful book uh he's ever read it's this one right here and look this is why because i always wondered why why is my mentor fucking you know mentoring me and then he gave me this book dude that'll answer your question right there look at that in the book it goes try first show me you care enough to try and then i will help you all these people they want mentorship they haven't tried obviously at that point you had like three four stores you're 17 when someone like mr blue sees someone like (laughs) you he's like I want to help this kid because this kid really wants to help himself. Yeah. And that's as simple as it comes down to mentors. And
0: real mentors will not charge you
1: yeah. money so, to mentor. Sebastian yeah. said it the best. And this is the reason I haven't gotten a mentorship either. He yeah. goes, the harder, no, the easier it is to get mentored by someone, the, the less you should want it. Exactly. And I, I think he was referencing a certain person who got yeah. Who yeah, got yeah, exposed yeah, yeah. for all that. Yeah. I think that was the topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is is what... I guess for, for this, for me and you, yeah, is this what you're working on right now? The dropshipping, well, not even a dropshipping, the e-commerce store that you had when we were living in LA. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
0: No. Oh uh, no 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 no. Oh, this so was, this, is this is different. Before that. So this eventually that, died off. This died off, um last June. June, June 2019. twenty nineteen. June twenty nineteen. And did off. you
1: launch that one before that or during that?
0: uh the the one we had the one i had when i was in la i launched that literally like a year ago around this time
1: a year ago around this time okay so it was, a, it was about a month after that product died a couple yeah, months two,
0: two, two to three months like i spent the entire summer just doing nothing besides Learning uh, more time with George uh, at this point. Like, I I had already absorbed pretty much all the stuff that he could teach me. Wait, so pretty is cool.
1: George in dropshipping or is he just in business in general?
0: Uh, he was doing e com and branding. Like, he had a store called Lux Mobile. It was like the oh my god, case. what? Yeah, yeah, It'll no, be no wonder he did nine million in a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, those ads were everywhere, yeah. But he did that and he kind of quit e com and he hopped into the software space. And his first software just kind of failed because he spread himself too large, had too many team members, and just kind of flopped it. Yeah. Um, I remember, like, he had an office and, like, Fired all his employees one day, and like literally the office was literally just to me and my boys. Like, that was it. Like, we'd be pulling up every day, like late nights in the office. I still remember those nights, like whipping through downtown, just going fast as shit, pulling up to the office. Oh, that doesn't sound like you. That doesn't sound (laughs) like you at all. It doesn't sound like (laughs) me. It is me. (laughs) You know it. Um, yeah, so it was it was it was a very good time that summer. Like honestly, I had a lot of fun oh, that yeah. summer because I moved I moved out. I lived on my own because I was living with my parents the entire time. Where you
1: are you sixteen or seventeen at uh, the time? At this
0: time, I'm I'm eighteen. You're, I turned eighteen. You're eighteen at the time? Yeah, I'm eighteen. I'm um, I, I was eighteen last summer.
1: Wait, so when we were living together,
0: I was eighteen. I just turned nineteen. Like oh, three okay, ago.
1: wow, Jesus, my it's crazy how 2019 was literally, yeah. dude. It's like the, the, what happened in 2020. It's like we went through a time warp, and we're in Literally. August.
0: Right, it doesn't. It, it honestly does not feel real.
1: You said we almost we haven't seen each other in almost six months. Yeah, that's crazy. That's the amount of
0: time we were living together in LA. Yeah, not I even. Mean, we only lived together four, that. four, four and a half. Yeah, because we cut the cut the time short a little bit. But that's crazy. Wow. Like that time in LA felt like a good amount of time, but looking back at it,
1: I know right. <laughs> it's it's crazy like that. that's why i was saying when i was seeing jordan snaps it like sends me right back to pulling up sometimes scraping the bottom of my <laughs> yeah. car on the stupid <laughs> oh, thing yeah. oh yeah uh the, and then trying to close the garage door one out of three times it would
0: and then you have to manually shut it down <laughs>
1: and then you have to manually shut it down and then it's like well you can't go through mikey's room right next to, in, in the oh in the garage door God. so you gotta open the slide door go around the balcony that door's locked, gotta call Mikey.
0: Oh my God, what a what a flawed floor plan.
1: Oh man, yeah, I guess when people see the house, they're like, damn, it's a sick house, yeah, but, but the design I mean, of it is not good. I, I would
0: not want to live there for more than six months, to be honest. No. If I would, I would destroy that place and get it rebuilt.
1: I remember specifically thinking, it's like, imagine raising a family in this house. Oh my God, chaos. 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 And no privacy. None. Unless you're in that bottom room where I was. Yeah. Yeah, those just are much. some good times oh yeah so okay so i guess that this kind of S- leads into this because this
0: leads into la yeah you, you, this you build
1: this crazy yeah crazy store millions in revenue yeah and you're just crushing it right crushing now Crushing it bro, influencer is- marketing out the ass yeah telling mark zuckerberg suck your dick yep. you know you're you're showing him who's boss with the <laughs> roas oh yeah and then you decided to basically, am I missing anything? Is it just basically you running up this brand? Running up,
0: running up this brand starts off very slowly. Um, August, all of August, like I was in the trenches, just working, shooting content, just really struggling. Like kind of, I want to talk a little bit about kind of how I feel right now later on, but it really feels pretty much the same as last year when i was first building it up because like i was struggling to get traction it was like i had loose tires that you know they ran like crazy but now they're just like loosened up and i just had to get the tire switch but you know it just it just happened over the course of august through september ran up these facebook ads you know facebook was doing okay and then i got shut down by facebook And then I I just reached out to different avenues of marketing, influencer marketing. And one day I just kind of struck it very hard that day. And um, influencer marketing, influencer marketing. And I don't want to talk too much about it just because like, you know, I have been advised to keep it uh, on the low. But, you know, that day that certain thing happened It completely changed the course of my life because I was not gonna move to LA when I when I thought I would Wait, when did this thing happen? Uh, September uh, last September (laughs) Yeah, dude, dude, that was two months before we were in the house. I know I know so it happens I'm in Cancun at the time just like literally on vacation not prepared at all for this moment Even though, you know, I I just kind of had a gut feeling and before before I went to Cancun I went to LA and I was with Luca I was with Luca and I was at his office. I showed him the product. I showed him the site. He was like, dude, you're gonna crush and make millions with this. And I was like, dude, honestly, like, I don't think so. I don't think so. Like I just had, I just had a little bit of doubt in myself. And he was like, dude, you've got yourself gold on your hands. Like, I hope you know that he tries it out. He's like, dude, these are great, great product. Not even a week later, I'm out of L.A. Like, I, I just went to L.A. for fun just because I wanted to, you know, catch a vibe. Luca invited me to go there because I was going to be doing Facebook ads for Jake Paul's. How
1: would um, you, like, connect with him?
0: Um, I followed Luca on Instagram, like, probably, like, two years ago because I saw Andrew followed him, too. And, like, Andrew told me about him. I followed him. Luca never followed me back until, like, <laughs> recently. Not not recently, but, like, you know, bi- right, prior, right, right. prior to me meeting up with him. Followed me back, we started talking and he was like, Yeah, dude, come through. Like I'd love to I'd love to have you part of the team and like see what we can do. And like I really just wanted to be around him and being be able to provide him some sort of value, even though like I had already ran it up for myself. I just really wanted to network more with mm-hmm. people like him. So I go to LA, show him that I'm about it, pull up to the office, um, get a little bit of work done, launch some ads, but the ads part of it just did not go that well. And I'm like, dude, like honestly, like, I don't even want to do this. I just wanted to You know, link up with you and like, you know, see see what you're about and shit. And then we grew our friendship from there. And not even a week later, I go to I go to Mexico, and then my life Mm -hmm. literally just fucking and and literally like Drake. I just flipped the switch. Like that's exactly how it happened. It's like an overnight type of success but it was not obviously it wasn't overnight yeah. to some people it might look like it but there's two and a half years worth of work that goes into that
1: right so i'm glad you covered that because a lot of people outside looking in would just yeah. use that and be like oh okay he got no. lucky no. he I, got lucky oh,
0: everyone said oh you're so lucky you're so lucky no bitch, i'm not lucky i yeah. put in two and a half years worth of my time Thousands of dollars invested I just made a couple right moves and then it ended up clicking
1: ultimately you put in the work and and most importantly the risks Oh, yeah, people really underestimate the risk involved in what we're doing, you know, like I dropped out of college I did everything did all this did the buster thing worked tons hard bought the, the only course I ever bought was Tyler of his social
0: media marketing yeah, course Which ended up being a very good thing for exactly, you. Exactly. It,
1: it didn't teach me social media marketing Yeah, i'll say it was very <laughs> shitty on the actual marketing <laughs> side It more taught how to how to sell yeah. your agency, but it didn't really teach you how to run it how to run it That was the, the only unfortunate thing. But after all that, you know I tried drop shipping and then one day I think of the branding of one product drop shipping yeah. do all this I scale it. I, I'm in la driving uber I drive back and then all of a sudden I don't have to work for anybody Oh, you're so lucky! You don't Uh, have to work for anybody. So
0: (laughs) much luck, dude, Scott. We're so lucky. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. Just forget about all that shit. But I know what you mean.
0: But yeah, speaking a little bit on school too. Like I kind of skipped out on my school experience. So I hated school. Basically, like cheated on every single one of my tests to like you know my finals and all that stuff. And like shout out to the homies that let me cheat on them. Like I, I was just had my Apple Watch. I would be taking pictures of tests, like writing down answers, and like literally having it on my watch. And like like sneaking it in, in the test and stuff. And like, I passed all my classes um, basically like borderline failed it, but they allowed me to go. And my counselor let me graduate a year early. So this is a very important part of life too. Cause like, I just did not want to go to school. Like I told my parents, I'm like, yeah, I hate this shit. Like I can't be doing school at all. And they didn't believe in me at first, but you know, over, you know, two to three months worth of convincing and like just showing them that like I can make money and I can sustain my own life. They were able to be convinced and like my mom gave approval to my counselor oh, yeah. to let me graduate early And I just took an extra class or whatever and I was able to graduate early They didn't even go to my graduation. I, I didn't even collect my diploma Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck <laughs> 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 the system <laughs> But yeah, that's I just wanted to get that out of the way I'm not I'm not a dropout like people are gonna be like, oh, did you drop out of college? Did you drop out of high school? No, I didn't drop out, but it's a lot easier to say like, oh, yeah I dropped out, but yeah I'm not going to explain to them the story of graduating early, taking extra classes, all that. Just keep it simple. Did Mikey drop out? Uh, No. Mikey... Uh, That's should I like, expose Mikey right now? Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> I'm gonna expose it. Mikey. Mikey, you are not a dropout. You graduated school. I know you did. I know this for a <laughs> fact. You graduated high school, you got your diploma. Your dad made you do it. I know for a fact your mom and dad would not let you drop out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I so couldn't remember did. what he said on the podcast, but yeah. I thought he said he dropped out.
0: Nah, no, nah, he didn't drop out. It's a lot easier to say you dropped out than to explain the entire backstory. Like, did he get a GED? um i think he might i i I know he has like he has his high school certification at least but fuck that i consider ged
1: dropout okay that's fine yeah but who knows who Who knows knows? we
0: barely i I barely even went to classes like i would leave i would literally go for like one period of the day and just leave like with a doctor's note just dip
1: yeah man when i went to college 2.0 gpa (laughs) like just not concerned at all about what i'm doing (laughs) and i'll tell you this this is the best thing uh and i thought i knew i knew when this happened i'm gonna think about this moment a lot in my <laughs> future i have a channel called college campus videos you can look it I've up i've seen i've seen oh you've seen it, it. I've okay i've seen a couple of videos so my whole big ideology was what i didn't know yet not what nelk did is mm-hmm. exactly what i was trying to do and i remember um i got that first video out and it got f- like 3,000 views over the weekend from just people in Museum. i'm like this is crazy wow. like people were recognizing me all the time because i yeah, busted yeah, my yeah. chin yeah and i remember i was seeing this girl at the time uh and I remember I'm like, this is crazy because it's like actually what I want to do with my life. I love you. I've been doing this. And, you know, if this keeps going well, maybe I won't even have to graduate. Maybe I can just do like yeah. go college to college, exactly like the NUC boys did. Yeah. And she goes, well, Scott, you can't just, you can't make a living off of YouTube. Like you still have to graduate. <laughs> and this is like right before people really started making yeah, a living yeah, off yeah. of YouTube. Yeah. So it's so ironic to me to think back on that. It's like I kind of do make a living off of YouTube now, even though I got yeah. like probably – Nine nine revenue streams, but Bro. YouTube is like the central.
0: Oh yeah, YouTube is. I love YouTube.
1: Yeah, and people doubted it. At the
0: you're like it's like I honestly didn't know that like your your vision was to be a YouTuber before, and like I see your videos now, and like you're so like you're you're literally like a perfect natural in front of the camera, and I must commend you for that. I appreciate like, it. Like I've seen I've seen one time like I was filming a video on the deck, and like you were also filming a video. I think it was your stock video. You were doing like the intro oh, yeah. or something, and I was like just observing. I was like, damn. Such a natural on camera. Oh, I remember that. Great. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. guys are right behind me. Yeah
1: Yeah, because my first video on YouTube, I just looked it up 13 years ago. Wow I, I've, been no, on 12, 12. I've been on
0: YouTube the same amount of time. Oh, really? Yeah, I've been on YouTube as an eight-year-old. Jesus. Yeah, like Mikey Yeah, oh bro, literally that's so it's so <laughs> funny that you know kind of like all of us have been on YouTube for this long, but Um, yeah, like I'd post like tech reviews, like iOS app reviews, unboxing videos. I was like a really short, chubby, cute kid. And like, I just had like a squealy little voice. Like my parents would be talking in the background and shit (laughs) and had a video go viral out of nowhere. It was me unboxing a toy set of Delta and Southwest airplanes. wait what yeah it was like a little die cast like miniature model Damn. i was just obsessed with airplanes you could have
1: been like that one kid who's making like 20 ryan's million. toy reviews yeah you could have could as have his been. toys review. <laughs> another life
0: <laughs> another life the, the e-com aspect yeah growing up but yeah like i, I didn't really stay consistent with youtube i just kind of that's, stopped that's that.
1: the name of the game with youtube oh, consistency yeah. And content, that's yeah. it. And ha- most people fail on the consistency.
0: Last, last month, I posted like four videos. It was my most consistent month that I've had so far. And I made the most, mo- like I made more money last month on YouTube than I did in my entire YouTube oh, career. Oh, dude,
1: it's crazy. Like with <laughs> with the niche we're in, in oh, terms of bro, YouTube, pays. I don't even think about it. And just on YouTube, I'm making like more than like the average, Um, I would say the average high school graduate, not college yeah, graduate, yeah, but yeah, based yeah. on the numbers I saw. Yeah. I don't even think about, like, that just comes in Bro. through Google AdSense. Limited. That's you, crazy.
0: And you're just doing these videos out of your love for doing yeah. them, you know? Like, it's a business for you now, in, a, in right. a sense, but it's still, like, something that you love, so we don't feel like it's work.
1: No, no, like, and I hope it's one day kind of like Russ's tune core. Did, did you oh, see his post about that? I
0: did, I did. I watched his, like, I don't know if it was, like, a podcast or, like, some sort of an interview that he did, but crazy. Man,
1: I remember in his song, he's like, Last June I was broke this June. I made a hundred <laughs> yeah. and then in the in the stats on TuneCore You can it's see facts. last June. He's making like five hundred dollars a month Yeah, that month in June he made half a million Yeah, and I remember that month in June too because that's right when I discovered him yeah. and that was the first time I went to California and stayed there for three months The first song I heard was what they want in LA uh, and that's when we we're living there So that always sends me back to wow. those times What did it feel like to hit your first million?
0: <sighs> Man seeing seeing that M yeah, Shopify Dash. I Can't I can't even tell you like it was it was great. I have was it uh, right after
1: the event happened?
0: No, it was like a month later. I was in LA still me uh, I was trapping out the W in Beverly Hills okay. <laughs> Just living living <laughs> bougie living my life yeah. making money. Just having Were you with fun. Andrew at
1: the time. No, 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 okay What what was that picture of you in the Lambo from then? no i'm talking about the photo of you and andrew in a blue lamborghini oh yeah oh yeah. the photo yeah, of me and, and, and a rolls-royce yeah oh okay that's in yeah. chicago
0: that was in chicago in no, march
1: I, are you sure that was in chicago yeah hundred percent hundred percent me and
0: andrew never linked up in la
1: that's crazy that ho- hotel looks exactly like that beverly hills that hotel was, the montage i know
0: that was the waldorf astoria wow in chicago
1: was it built by like the same person you think could have been i could easily i thought just though, i thought forever
0: i thought forever
1: yeah. Andrew's a low-key legend. Yeah. You know, there's certain legends. I talked about this with Luca Luca's a yeah. low-key legends people yeah. who are just you You kind of only really know them and the caliber that they bring to this like yeah This level this environment, but they don't go out and portray it on like YouTube no. or anything. They're like Phew.
2: Yeah,
0: well to an extent Andrew kind of was trying to go for the guru thing by running ads to his profile like showing off his Shopify stats like yeah. posting on his st- story and stuff but now to, it's an, to an extent like you just grow out of it. You yeah know? Like I, I I will never post a Shopify screenshot again unless it's like people on my site or anything like that So like you will never know how much money I'm making yeah. now But like last year and like, you know the year before that I always wanted to flex it But you know to an extent we needed to do that so I know gain yeah. the attention and get the people but
1: it's a balance and that's yeah. that was my that's my tough thing I sometimes have a have like with like the balance is because With so many people asking, like, even anytime I even post a regular screenshot, Mm -hmm. what's the profit, Mark? What's the profit? What's the profit? It's like, it's so weird. It's like if every day you go into work and outside there is just like a protest of people saying, How much money did you make today? (laughs) Wait, is that that before taxes or is that after taxes? You know, what ads are you running? Yeah, exactly. It's like so many people are into your personal finance life. That's why I stopped posting a while ago. It's just like, it's just like, Every time it causes an issue, I'll post like testimonials, but nowadays I'm focused more on just what fulfills me rather than what makes me money. At the beginning, you kind of be focused on the money, but when you find something that fulfills you and makes money, the golden duel.
0: You hit that, you hit that G spot.
1: (laughs) Hit the G spot real good and left my ring in it. so the <laughs> event happens you hit a mill and you're yes. like i'll go to la yes this is around and the me time and mikey
0: are planning this out on facetime I'm like, Bro, exactly. like i really want to move here i see his stories he's like living bougie as fuck. i'm like i want that yeah so we're talking we're like all right find some houses find on zillow our house can we can we say the address fuck yeah fuck them yes. fuck them 1733 gang yeah he shows so. me he shows me 1733 and that's like the first house that i'm like all right this is fucking it the pool is dope the rooms are dope like everything about it just looked picture perfect but we had the house that pop smoke rest in peace Pop Smoke. Yeah. That, that i don't know the beverly that's house what one. i was pushing for hercules, hercules drive hercules like he told me down to those two yeah he told me like he told me that like um him, his friend, and like you were probably going to live together at Hercules, but I'm glad that fell through. Obviously, but oh um, um, G- yeah, chi- yeah, Gino. yeah. No, I was going to say Jesus, yeah. but G- Jesus, <laughs> yeah, it's Chino, right? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, we we decide on 1733. I'm like, yeah, this is it. And then I don't even know how we all kind of assembled, but like I told Sebas, I'm like, bro, let's let's do this. Like we've been talking about this forever. We're like, uh, Cali is the mission. Like we've been wanting to do this so we plan it out we do the group chat and then I, I go out to la like two months or yeah two months before we actually move in just because like i don't want to be in chicago while i'm making all this money and like you know i just want to live like a fun life but looking back at it i think that was a mistake because in those two months certain things went down that you know if i didn't you know live there it wouldn't have really happened and I would have been been able to avoid those mistakes because it was very expensive living there. Oh yeah. Living in the W like paying 300, 400 a night. Like I was, I I just didn't give a fuck. I was spending so much money on food. I was renting cars. I was, you know, living in nice hotels, paying for Uber XLs and Uber Blacks. But like, it was a fun experience. I'm, uh, I don't, I regret it, and I don't regret it. I regret it because it was a waste of money, but I don't regret it because I just did it.
1: Well, so you were living in L.A. two months before we moved in? Yeah,
0: I was in L.A. Okay. all of September and all of October.
1: Gotcha. So when I came September 28th. Yeah, I to, was already there. That was my first time ever uh, with a first-class flight, by the way. Oh, I remember That's that. It's hard to go back after that, but oh, yeah. what's even crazier about that is on the— so, On this first class flight, there's (laughs) Wi-Fi. And I recently bought this diamond chain Uh, (laughs) from this guy who said it was SI quality and (laughs) 10 pointers. And then I found out from uh, taking it to a diamond specialist, it was like eight pointers, six to eight pointers. And it was like I1 to I3s. Uh So God. I open up, I, I messaged him like, hey, I'd like to return this. I got a good price. The, even the guy, the jeweler said, if you actually paid, I paid 5500 for it. He's like, mm-hmm. if you actually pay that because he thought I was lying. He's like, you still got a great deal because it yeah. pays at like 14000 wow, okay. But still, it's like a deal's a deal and I don't like being lied to. So I'm like, hey, I'd like to return this. Um, I took it to two different people. They said the exact same thing and then he ghosted me. So I sent him another message and I'm like, well, listen, because when I paid on PayPal, it's very specific, very specific on the details of this chain. Yeah. And so I knew I could use that to my advantage. And obviously he wasn't too well-versed in this. Right. So I, uh, I opened up a PayPal case. I told him like, hey, I talked to the representative. They expedited it because of the situation. Just send it back, upload the tracking, and you'll have your money back. Hmm. He thought he could just ignore this and it would go away. Dude, two weeks later, I'm sitting at that first watch. I look at my phone. It's like, congratulations, because the guy hasn't uh, responded. responded. You automatically win the case. So I just uh-huh. got like $6,000 put in my account. And I got the chainsaw. So I'm going to sell this fucker and get a huge profit yeah. from this. But on this flight to L.A., guys, this oh guy starts man. messaging me. Not only he messaged me, but he sent his shooter after me, too. Oh, yeah. And then uh, they started basically saying they were going to come and kill me. If I didn't return it without saying it, yeah. And so when I got there, I'm like, dude, I'm a little freaked out about this. This guy seems like he he really means business. And then Sebas was there, yeah. And I was like, he's like, where's he from? And I'm like, Miami. We were,
0: we were all together. Yeah, we I, went we went to uh, a sushi one, restaurant. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah.
1: sitting there. I'm like, look at this guy. And Sebas, because he's from Miami, yeah. sees him and he, he goes bro I, I know that guy i've talked with him that guy, that dude's like the sketchiest dude in miami and i'm like are you fucking kidding me because like the guy his profile picture by the way guys was a huge stack of money and an uzi oh, like this is the shooter's like profile oh, picture man. and so uh yeah that was that was my intro into <laughs> signing this house Amazing. but we went and saw the house rainy ass day
0: oh man gloomy as fuck.
1: i'll never forget us all um uh, Huddling under the little like deck because yeah, the yeah. guy was hella late. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we showed it. Oh, we we I fucked those that. floors up because they're all wet and stuff. Yep. The carpet. Yep. Um, but yeah, that was a crazy day because it was just so gloomy, raining, but it was perfect.
0: Yeah, it was perfect. And right before that, me, Sebas, and Dressy was there too. We went to this like Beverly Hills diner like restaurant, and we saw Lana Del Rey there too. Oh, that's right. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, and I remember I that pulled up pulled up to seventeen thirty three. Yeah. It's kind of like love at first sight with that view But obviously I don't think we th- we we thought it fully through Mm-mm. I mean, I, I know I didn't I was just starstruck. I'm like, dude, this is fucking gorgeous But I didn't think about how we would be living there and actually walking through the house and yep. you know doing that Because I was just so set on that first option and like I guess we kind of all where Mikey was so about it Like he really wanted to do it and you know, I guess we just kind of rushed it a little bit Well, one um, of the
1: biggest regrets Especially that people listening to this can learn this. Always test the Wi-Fi before you oh, sign a house. Oh my god! Three weeks with no Wi-Fi to start, and then after that, five megabytes a second for the rest of the time up there.
0: Dude, that Wi-Fi was terrible for a house full of Wi-Fi money boys. Yeah, it's like if it, it doesn't make sense, it's weird
1: because if the Wi-Fi would have been better, I probably would have stayed through the whole lease. But when when the when the corona started hitting. Mm. And I knew they're about to get quarantined at least. Yeah. It's like, dude, it's going to be hard to yeah, like run anywhere to, yeah. to upload or do anything. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be hard. Um, but yeah, we signed the house and we moved in
0: a couple <laughs> months made, we later. Made, we made one mistake. It was signing that for six months. We should have done it for three months, seen how oh, you yeah. know, and then maybe extended. Oh, it. Oh, yeah.
1: And, and the With funny them. thing is we had someone who didn't even live there negotiate the price. Remember that, oh, Brian? Dude. Yeah. Well, I guess he technically Brian, lived there yeah, for he a li- bit.
0: Yeah, he lived with us for a little bit. But, yeah. You know, with our our realtor and the house owner and like all these people, which is kind of a very weird. Yeah. All weird, in odd all, experience. in the bedroom. Yeah. Like that's
1: where we were discussing the price.
0: <laughs> Sitting on the bed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was. Cr- I'll never forget pulling up though, because I think you pulled up this. We all pulled up the same, same day, time. right, November first. Uh.
0: I mean, I was me and my, Mikey and I were there. Before that, I was in Hawaii for, like, 12 days. That's
1: right. Yeah. That's right, because right, I don't think you were there when I first got there. No, I wasn't.
0: Uh, you came shortly after. I came after, and then it was me, dressy. So, like, I picked up Sebas from the airport that day, and then we went to Takaya. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we, we pulled up. I remember we were playing, like, this one Tory Lane song. It was d I don't know if you've heard that no. song. But, like, that song is always, like... That's always very reminiscent of LA for me, just because, like, it was always that memory. But pulled up, and it was just go time from there.
1: Tory Lanes, rest in peace. <laughs> He's still alive. He's <laughs> done for. <laughs> He's done for. He's done for. He's never <laughs> coming back from this. It's, like, crazy because someone did had it.
0: Did they, like... Like, is it proven that he shot her in the foot? It's
1: like, it's this whole culture of they don't want to tell anyone for snitch culture, but. Snitch culture. Yeah, they don't want any snitch culture, but it's like, it's so obvious. Yeah, it's evident. She unfollowed him or whatever, and she kept talking. But never, how
0: is he not going to go to fucking jail for that, shooting someone in the foot? So
1: the theory, he hasn't posted any since that, anything since that night. The yeah. theory is is he's getting deported because he's Canadian. Maybe. He's gonna go yeah, live with Splash Boy.
0: Yeah, he's gonna live with Splash Man in his one a bedroom. Man, yeah. They're gonna share they're gonna share a bed. Yeah. Troy's Tori's gonna be cooking up in the studio.
1: Nav's <laughs> gonna stop by.
0: Nav. But yeah, that, that first day was very interesting.
1: The first the first couple weeks were too, especially just not having Wi Fi in such a crazy house and just dealing with a lot most people I no one no one would, would really know this, but we didn't have our own Wi Fi. We <laughs> shared it with the house next to us, and that guy was like out of town, so they yeah. couldn't work on the Wi Fi until he came home. Right. It was all janked up, but at least we had Sean Kingston oh, below yeah. us.
0: Sean Kingston, the GOAT.
1: It's weird to think about, like, we were talking about those months because it's like when I try to think of like stories. Yeah. It's hard to think of stories cuz it it would seem like it just flashed by so quick. We had a lot of good times there. Like the 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 guy trying to break, break in, in the first, first day.
0: day. I remember I called the cops, all the helicopters yeah. showed up, 12 cops showed up. So
1: many cops showed up. Bro, we were
0: scared shitless, bro. Like I remember, like whenever you, you texted Sebas or you texted no, he me, called me he or he called, called you, and you're like, yo, like I think someone's breaking in, like, and then you just go ghost. You don't you don't answer the phone. You don't reply to text. I'm here speeding through the hills. I was talking. on the with I was on the phone <laughs> with the cops. I too. was speeding through the hills talking to the cops. I'm like, dude, I hope Scott is okay. Like first night, this is terrible. And me, Mikey, Dresi, Sebas, we're just all fucking scared shitless. But. Yeah, thankfully nothing, nothing happened. Wasn't yeah, too much of a. And the,
1: the crazy thing is, I was hiding behind the pool with Camilla, <laughs> and then I heard the guy walk out onto the deck and he's talking on the phone. And I was like, "Holy shit, he's here!" yeah I'm talking to the cops. He's here. He's fucking here right now. Please send <laughs> quick. And then I look up; it's a Sebas and Dresi on the phone. Like they're talking <laughs> oh, on the phone. Or maybe it was God. you. Maybe you and Sebas. Nah, yeah, it was
0: it was Sebas and Dresi. Gotcha. I remember they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna go run into the house." And then Mikey and I were just like up the hill a little bit. Yeah. Ready to scoop them up if there was a shooter in the house. Oh <laughs> man, weird. man,
1: they are, It's like there's. It's it's like blurry for me. Yeah. The whole thing's blurry because another thing we didn't really take into account moving in to LA at the time is we'd have to. S- most of the least was through winter, and yeah. the sun s- sets at like 4:20 every right. single day. Right, and so yeah. it was cold.
0: Days were super short. It was pretty cold.
1: Yeah, but at least we got to experience LA and
0: a lot of rain too.
1: A lot of rain. We
0: got a lot of
1: rain. Most rain I've seen in a while, and some yeah. fucking intense rain. But at the end of the day, it was worth it. Yeah, because we got to experience la before corona who knows how long this is going to last that Dude, it's a different world out there Now
0: exactly we at least we got it out of our systems. We got that done Like now i'm sure like you're living a nice calm comfortable life here same thing with me in In chicago, but yeah, like i'm very thankful that we got to do it during that time and not like, you know This year or something where
1: do you see yourself moving?
0: um To be completely honest with you my family wants to move to like laguna beach area and like night like out of LA, pretty much. I love California; it's an amazing state. Fuck the taxes there, though.
1: Did you hear about the new taxes? I did. Man, I, did. I don't know fuckers. anymore. Any
0: fuckers? But obviously, there's, there's loopholes and stuff. But you know, we won't, right. we won't get into any of that. But yeah, I see myself living in like Calabasas, Hidden Hills, gated community, living like a very chill life in a very beautiful open house with you know crazy, crazy pool. I don't care about views or anything. I just want like a nice comfortable life in california because there's so many positives about being there and you know i don't even care about the networking or anything because honestly like i barely networked with anyone out there but really it's just the vibes of california that i just am super attracted to i hate the cold in chicago miami is always too humid and there's hurricanes and it's just not like
1: there's nothing like nothing's
0: it. nothing's like it. There's no yeah. Earth Cafes either. Exactly. What am I gonna do without Earth?
1: They need to get on their game. They need. They oh, should yeah. expand worldwide.
0: Oh yeah, they ha- They're 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 global actually. Yeah, they're in Japan.
1: Well, you know what? You know, did you hear about what's about to be global? What? So there's this company called Sweet Dreams, oh. and I was wondering if you knew anything about it because oh. I knew oh, I remember I remember the day <laughs> when you first started seriously like taking the idea under because. Yeah. I remember that um like you and save us were in your room and you're discussing it and that's right when you're ordering the the sign sweet dreams it was like that it took like a couple months or like a month or two to come in yeah and so i want you to talk about sweet dreams because i'll never forget when you got that vinyl sign yeah Yeah,
0: so this this brand right here honestly is is my everything. It's my baby now And I always knew that I wanted to be in the cbd niche just because it's like blowing up super quickly It's becoming legalized pretty much like in all states Um, Other countries are also expanding on it, too So I saw obviously a very big market there and honestly, that's like the reason why I wanted to live in LA, which just because like West Coast is the coast for marijuana and for CBD and like all this stuff. And I thought I would be getting connected with the right people while being in LA. And, you know, I posted on my Instagram story, August of um, 2019. I was like, yo, does anyone have any connects in the CBD space? Guess who replied? Mikey replied. <laughs> Mikey <laughs> replied. He got me connected with somebody, started talking to that somebody. And, you know, he helped me out a little bit, got me connected with people. But a lot of the times what I've experienced with, you know, a lot of people in LA um, is they just flake. Like they're not, they're not about it. They're cappers, big cappers, big flakers. Yeah, like, they
1: they want to seem like they play the part when they really exactly, can't.
0: Exactly. Just a bunch of con artists there. But <laughs> anyways, Um, you know, I I moved to la in pursuit of doing cbd and you know, I learned a lot I'm with a lot of very intelligent people that know about the space, but maybe they're not in it directly So, you know, that was great. But while in the beginning days, I did not know anything I did not know what I wanted to do I didn't know about what I wanted the brand to be but in october like a month or two after, you know, kind of living there that's whenever I came up for the idea of Sweet Dreams, and I was in Hawaii just trying to think of names, and obviously, like, oh, yeah. the best ideas are born in Hawaii. Kanye West made one of his albums in Hawaii, That's too, right. just locking in and, you know, catching those vibes, and I came up with a name. I don't remember the exact moment I came up with it, but I had it in my notes. I was like, Sweet Dreams CBD, the CBD focused on sleep. And the sleep industry was just super cool to me because I saw Casper with their branding and like these other companies yeah. that just killed it. Like the vibe was just there. I, I loved it. And I decided to kind of combine the two niches together and make something like this and make it very beautiful. Because what I had seen was, again, with you know dropshipping, like everyone makes the same thing and then they expect to be extremely successful. When in reality, yes, you can run up a little bit of money, but you're not going to be a real brand. You're not going to be someone that is you know, a, a game changer and all my life, like I've been trying to look for that one project that's going to set me apart from everyone else that I can be public about. And one day maybe even have an exit with, and more than just that, I'll talk about this uh, a little bit later with the satisfaction part of doing this. Cause it's not like transactional satisfaction. It's like seeing people use yeah. it and actually being happy with it, you know? So this brand right here is like a nine, nine to 10 months worth of work being done, um, connected with a great branding agency. I'm not going to say anything about that, but connected with a great branding agency, learned a lot about the process of building up like a real baller company. Cause there's only so much you can do on your own. So when you find someone else that, you know, shares that vision and is able to connect you with people that are able to creatively output what's in your head, it's amazing. So we went through like in October, I came up with the name Sweet Dreams and kind of like the the branding concept and what I wanted the actual, like, tincture to be like. Um, I worked with Luke, actually, you know, Luke, the photographer. Designer. Yeah, Luke. I, th- th- I thought you were saying Luke at first. No, 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 no. So I worked with Luke to begin with, and, um, you know, we drafted up some concept logos and, you know, boxes and stuff like that. I'll show you some pictures later. But um, it was really nothing. W- close to what it is right now but we kind of got the concept done back then so we had that there but again i just stalled on it for literally like five months four to four to five months just literally had the file the ai file of the packaging and like all that stuff sitting in my computer just because i didn't know i didn't know how i didn't know where to go i was just so scared i was like how do i find a supplier how am i going to do the marketing how am i going to make the brand and how, do exactly. how do you keep it all legal because how do you keep it all legal because i mean obviously it's, it's like it's operating in a gray area right and, now
1: and in health because that that when, yes. whenever thinking of, in my head like of making brands what freaks yeah. me out is like ingestible, ingestible stuff because stuff. The, the regulations that you yes. probably had to go through especially with it being cbd on top yeah, of that yeah, yeah, yeah but you made it happen
0: i made it happen and through through a lot of fucking bullshit
1: and you're only 19. 19. Only 19, and that's worked, the craziest thing.
0: Worked on this while being an 18 year old, turned 19 and then launched the brand.
1: Yeah. See, you're the you're a prime candidate for a lot of hate from the older people, oh, the people, sour people. Ev-
0: everybody in the C B D space is probably double or triple my age. Yeah. I haven't found a single CEO of one of these companies that is in their twenties. Like even the most like one of the most popular brands, like I know the CEO, he's like thirty, thirty-four or thirty-five years old. So like age, yeah. I'm going to use my age to an advantage, and like my, my knowledge in the space to an advantage. Like there's no econ people that are launching like wellness and CBD and health brands. Sure. There are some people that are doing like great jobs with, you know, certain sort of brands that they're doing. Like I know a couple people, but nobody is really doing something like this. And I'm very proud of that. And I'm very happy and, you know, very happy that I can inspire people. To, to show them that you can transition from dropshipping to creating a real purposeful brand and honestly, As you should as you should you should be purpose driven not revenue driven before I was a hundred percent revenue driven I didn't give a shit about the product. I was like I'm collecting my bag at the end of the day and living my best life But with this the entire like situation has completely changed because I'm sitting on good cash I don't care about money too much anymore I really wanted to make a change in a space that i'm passionate about which is the marijuana and the cbd field and with sweet dreams i think i'm able to really do that now yeah this is such a
1: sick design like did you design this yeah yeah yeah. it's so sick
0: we conceptualized this all in the soho house in west hollywood classic classic over some uh truffled parmesan fries and um some nice <laughs> drinks and everything well, so
1: what's crazy about that is like people who haven't had cbd cbd before and try this yeah they don't understand how far superior and taste this is oh yeah. and the other ones because i've had some real bad cbd oh, yeah. where it t- you can taste like it tastes like liquid crunched leaves oh cool. yours is like it kind of tastes like um kind of tastes like warm tea.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like warm that's that's, that's kind of what I went for in this, uh, in the new one that I, I got you, um, the flavors actually significantly improved. So it tastes less like an actual plant and more like kind of like a soft, like, I don't even know how to explain it. You'll, you'll, you'll try it and you'll notice like an insane difference. And I also got you a little, all right, 500. It yeah, it's a 500. It's so same, same dosage, but um yeah like the product you've tried it it, yeah. it works knocks you out knocks you out big time it's a, it's a combination of like you know usda uh, approved like it's our field that we have where we grow the hemp is in wisconsin so it's just north of um chicago found mm. a very good local oh, supplier sick. yeah um i actually haven't visited the farm yet but we're gonna do that soon they just don't want to mm. do it during corona and all right. that stuff it just you know it puts other people at risk but um anyways um a lot of just chicago based we've got um an fda approved lab that we operate out of as well in wisconsin it's like i know the process from going from the farm to the lab to getting bottled and doing all that stuff and that's one thing that a lot of suppliers were so sketched about they didn't want me to know where the plant was coming from where it's being bottled or where this stuff is being done and i'm just like super that's sussed weird. out i got some really good samples before i met the after I met this person like I knew we were just gonna click instantly they made the formula perfect to how I wanted it And it actually works and knocks you out.
1: Yeah, I saw I saw in your story You said that there were in the, the the development of the everything about this Yeah, you said there are some major headaches. I went down oh my which ones can you major cover Major headaches. What was the what was the most major headache that you or I guess roadblock that you hit?
0: Yeah, the biggest roadblock. Let me let me show you. Let me show you guys <laughs> the biggest roadblock right now so this right here this cap yeah literally this one inch maybe half an inch cap right here this slowed down the production by two and a half months and that's because no supplier was able to make it in the in the color that i wanted just because like it's a nice iridescent finish and whenever you shine a light at it it looks really cool it's meant to be like a very Instagrammable product and developing this was insane because Rendering it and getting it conceptualized was, you know, very easy because it's just playing with colors. But actually working with a supplier that is able to mimic what we create in a render and create it in real life was the biggest challenge. Like it was a pain in the ass. Not to mention the language barrier; they didn't understand what iridescent meant. Yeah. Oh, so so
1: so the the bottles developed in in China. In China, the bottle is made in
0: China, but we bring it to the lab and we fully sterilize it as well. So there's no like germs or anything like that, but. The cap alone took two and a half months. It was just like eight different suppliers bailed on me. Like eight, literally eight suppliers bailed on me. So now the supplier that makes the cap also makes the bottle. So That's there's safe. like, you know, no, no, like mismatch between the quality of the product. And yeah, the bottle alone took longer than anything else combined. Yeah. That was the biggest headache. And not to mention the slow shipping times, right. the slow production times during coronavirus. Cause I built this. During the peak of Corona, like yeah. in March, in April, when like everything was like on lockdown, like did you was,
1: ever think, be, be like, oh, I'll put this on the backburn and yeah, see what happens? Yeah, I, I did. Used, you didn't even I listen did. to that. So I didn't listen to that. And, why,
0: and while I was building this up, because I just wanted to generate a little bit more cash flow, I launched another dropshipping store and made like a quarter million in just like two months of doing that. Just like full, like
1: like an ATM, man, ATM, pulling it out.
0: Exactly. Exactly cash machine. That's what you can do when you've mastered it, kind of how we uh, how we have.
1: Yeah, I was going to so say, how do you find this type of material? I've never seen yeah. it where the rainbow is like yeah, uniform. Yeah, yeah. Down. So that was
0: also one big challenge is just kind of, again, like we got it rendered, but getting it from rendered to an actual physical model is a whole different challenge in itself. So again, went through about three different suppliers to make this like carton box. And this, I guess, wasn't really that hard of a thing because they've done this sort of printing before. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's just like a different type of texture that they put on it either like an iridescent or holographic material on there. So, so That's
1: funny. So it seems like you had more issues with the packaging yeah. than you did the CBD. Oh, I thought for sure it'd be the opposite with oh, how no. it's kind of new and wow. Nope. The packaging
0: <laughs> took longer than anything else.
1: It was worth it though. That's definitely the best packaging I'm sure you hear that all the time.
0: Everything and anything that could have went wrong with this brand went wrong even on the launch day of the company
1: oh yeah the sh- the your Everything. site crap i mean not not, your not site shop i crashed. thought
0: i thought it was a site crashing but literally two minutes before the site was going to go live the entirety of cloudflare just shut down out of nowhere and i'm just here on live like i documented it on my youtube channel too i was just talking I, like i, I got Every single moment I recorded all of it. I'm like, dude, like I need to be able to look back on this whenever, you know, one day I sell the brand for like a hundred million. That's the goal that I have. Um, and I just wanted to document it. And it was just so surreal seeing that it just shut down. The site would not load. I had everything planned out. I made sure that everything was perfect so that I don't have any issues at launch and ended up getting fucked, and Shopify just shut down. Entirely. And it's still sold out. The first and it's still day. sold out. Yeah, not the first day it was like more so the the first week, but yeah, it was it was great, amazing feedback, a lot of support from the boys, which I really appreciate more than anything. It's like it's a completely different ballgame whenever you're working for months, investing thousands of dollars into something that you really believe in you bring the product out, people try it, they're in love with it. And then it just gives you like a different level of satisfaction that no dollar amount can give you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's so have you released that video yet? Of you? Yeah, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. People uh, should Yeah, go check that out. I'm yeah. gonna, I didn't know you released it. I'm gonna yeah, have yeah, to check yeah. that out. Yeah. For sure. I, so I it,
0: dropped I dropped like two or three videos regarding this. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So where do you see the future of it going? Like do you like in terms of not only like growing the brand, but expanding the brand. Line? Yeah. yeah.
0: So, um, product line, I can say we're launching gummies in two months, uh, oh, maybe yeah. a little bit sooner than that. And we're doing a CBD free version of it. So it's just going to be melatonin gummies to take on like Ollie and like all oh, nice. these other companies and make them like vegan and a lot more healthier for people to take. Cause I know like a lot of these gummies have a lot of sugar and they make you very reliant on melatonin only. But the good thing about like mixing CBD and like other natural ingredients is that it reduces the reliance on using melatonin and stuff. So that's one thing that I've noticed that a lot sick. of people have with taking a CBD product. But gummies are next. i um, going to do teas down the line, like nighttime drinks. Um, are you going to bring in
1: different flavors of this? Yeah, different flavors Hell of yeah. this
0: as well. We're working on those right now. Um, again, it's just going to be annoying getting the packaging and all that stuff. Yeah. But now we've got the basis for everything on lock. So new flavors for this. Um, gummies, teas, lotions, um, and then we're also doing an app. An app? Yep, really? An app. What, is it going to track your sleep? Um, There's going to be a sleep logging part on there. Um, There's going to be Meditation on there as well, nice. Like guided meditation, yeah. and then obviously uh, a part where it takes you onto the website to to buy it. So it's going to be like an entire like brand experience. I don't want it to just be like you buy the product, you take it, and you're done. Like I want right. to build a whole ecosystem and a whole community around it.
1: That'd be awesome if you collab with Aura Ring. Can you Dude, imagine? Wow, you guys could run crush. that.
0: I was crushed. I know you you tracked um yeah. you tracked your sleep before and after. Yeah,
1: that was crazy. I kept waking up because my apartment's a bit sunny. And then I tried Sweet Dreams, slept for like 11 hours. And I, people were messaging me like, bro, I don't know if I should get Sweet Dreams. Does it really make you sleep 11 hours each time? It's like, no, I was so behind on sleep for like two weeks that finally my body caught all the way up.
0: Yeah, and that's that's what it's meant to do. It's not meant to, you know, like, like melatonin. Like a lot of people pop melatonin pills and just take it every single night because they become reliant on it. This is not that. Like You don't need to take it every night to go to sleep. Sure, you can take it every night. You're not going to really build a resistance to it because that's just how the uh, endocannabinoid system in your brain works. It doesn't really build too much of a tolerance if you don't abuse it. If you're taking the right dose every night, you're going to be fine. But if you're overdosing it and taking more, obviously your body's naturally going to build a reliance to it. But...
1: Yeah, I was going to say, what would happen if someone just drank 500 milliliters of or 30, 30,
0: 30 milliliters, it's 500 milligrams. Oh, milligrams, yeah. I meant. yeah. So if they took this entire bottle, um, I think the amount of melatonin in it would poison you. <laughs> yeah. Like, you'd actually have to call, like, poison control. Um, but the, the actual <laughs> CBD in it wouldn't do anything. Right. Like it, it obviously, you'd be very, very tired, but I do not recommend... Taking the entire bottle. <laughs> like, that's not.
1: Yeah, like how <laughs> S- Steve would do it, did like 4,000 milligrams of THC. I yeah. wonder what happened if you do like 4,000 milligrams of CBD. Yeah. Be that's interesting to see. That's Just,
0: something that we have also in the works right now. Is what? A collab. Oh, I've really? Got, I've got my product out to them and everything right now. I'm excited to see that. But, but again, like, I had to think of it strategically because that's not really the market that I am trying to get. It is yeah. a premium product; it is made for people that have trouble sleeping. So I am gonna do that down the line once you know we have a lot more money to just fuck around with and just do these like bullshit campaigns where yes, they generate revenue, but it's not our target target market. I think to start off, I do want to build like that that core audience of people that you know take marijuana products, that take CBD, and you know melatonin, like all this stuff, like really get that medical um, sort of. Customer base to begin with but i'm really open to anyone. I just wouldn't want like random college teens that are fucking full senders Right, I mean nothing against them. I They're do the ones them. who would drink the whole bottle. Yes. Yes That's how I'd end up running into legal issues, which I don't want to I don't 100%. want to do <laughs>
1: Do you ever see yourself getting into the THC side of oh, things? Absolutely. Really?
0: Oh, yes Big zoot.
1: <laughs> big zoot. big zoot
0: on that. the sweet dreams pack Yeah, you should uh,
1: <laughs> you should release like, you know how the bazooka type about the bazooka blunts <laughs> yes. you should release big <laughs>
0: <laughs> one day one day soon but you got to be 21 to do that oh, okay yeah. that makes sense now That's would you see
1: it separate from sweet dreams yeah. okay i mean it would be under yeah. the same
0: branding but um obviously different selling points yeah call that would that would be more so like the dispensary um version of it yeah great awake <laughs> <and> sweet dreams <laughs>
1: yeah me and um david were talking about that it's like um I don't think i'd ever want to own a dispensary but yeah. i would want to own a weed brand oh yeah for sure oh yeah dude it seems like people own dispensaries it's kind of like i've seen a lot of sleazeballs owns oh, dispensaries yeah. you know and uh i think there's more honor in creating a brand from thc
0: exactly and owning like a, a dispensary isn't necessarily the most profitable way of Not doing it either because no. i'm sure you know like MedMen, like we've been there before but they're not even profitable. They're in massive debt, yeah. just because of how much they've spent on marketing, how big of a team they have, all the legal things that you have to pay for. Like That's a big one. It That's a big one. Costs a lot of money to get a license to even grow or sell marijuana. Like, um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I was I was watching.
1: Um, oh, I forget. It's up north. They're a huge weed capital. Mm-hmm. They said that because the whole the whole theory is big farm is going to come. Uh, patent and ha- patent the good strains control the market yeah. and then start releasing or whatever so when the league the recreationally legal th- stuff started happening in california all of a sudden on all the growers they raised the fee to i think a hundred thousand a month it's crazy out of nowhere crazy knocked out like 70 percent of them only some survived and i think we're going to see uh because a- the ceo of marlboro mm-hmm. since 2012 He says he has a factory completely full of Marlboro weed pre rolls, ready to go. Wow. And he says he's just waiting for once recreation hits. He's not fucking around. He's already got like a billion joints ready to go. He's gonna
0: outperform everybody. I don't know how good that weed will be sitting yeah, around for that exactly. long. Exactly. I think he might have <laughs> timed it poorly. Yes, his weed's gonna be stale as fuck. <laughs> he doesn't
1: care, you know. It's Marlboro's Marlboro. I'm sure it's right. not weed's not the only thing in there. Oh yeah. They yeah, definitely
0: got a little bit of tobacco in there to to increase the high. Yeah, but you know, they, they're like these big companies are definitely gonna take over. But it's uh, there's still a lot of time. In between now. I, and I now.
1: hope not. I really hope I not. I think it's gonna be
0: like three to four years. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with, you know, the entire like Corona stuff, like pretty much all of twenty twenty one, I think, is just still gonna be combating that and you know, releasing the vaccine, getting people to take it. And that's the hard um, part. That's the hard part. Dude, I, I've been
1: I've been laughing from the beginning of this theory of once we have a vaccine, let's open. Dude, I they took a poll and I think twenty seven percent of people said they would take the vaccine. <laughs> Dude, you, it, it doesn't matter if really? there's a vaccine, obviously, like there has to be a better
0: solution. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like a lot of things went wrong with the way that we did our
1: oh, man. lockdown. That, that whole that whole topic is so weird because once it became politicized, now it's like I don't even like talking about it too much because to even talk about it. it people want to find out what side are you on when the whole yeah. time it should be what do you believe in you know yeah. people i don't know it's it's so one-dimensional when it comes to talking about that especially like using that term i might have to have my editor mute the term yes because yes, youtube yes, is yes. so sensitive yeah, about that oh,
0: they'll, they'll hear it and they'll demonetize it the and whole thing you know, maybe you know, even you know,
1: take it off who yeah, knows
0: who knows can't even mention the c word
1: yeah what other plans do you have like okay this is this is the question i was trying to think of <laughs> yes what are some industries or business practices niches that you want to get into that you haven't uh, gotten into i see you've been trading a bit
0: yeah, yeah trading a little bit made a lot of money and lost yeah. pretty much all. so, of so i was i was going to say <laughs> i
1: didn't want to say this when you're you were talking about it but biometrics or what was america by america yeah it was like i knew i kind of knew what was going to happen yeah because i've seen this story play out so many times yeah. but i didn't want to i've be, seen
0: it i've seen it happen too but here's the thing with that stock as soon as it gets that FDA approval, I think it's gonna pop just Oh so you're still holding? Yeah, I'm still holding it. I have fifteen thousand dollars in it. But yeah, um, I made like I was up about four thousand dollars profit with it before like the big sell off came out came out. Yeah. I think they did like a reverse split of the stock or something like yeah. that. But either way, a lot of the people that I was told uh, to buy this like to buy the stock from, like they, they're the ones that kind of made it aware for me. There's a lot of good due diligence on it. I don't, I wouldn't promote or talk about a stock if I don't really believe in it, but they've actually got like a pretty good thing on their hands. It's just waiting for the FDA to fully approve it. But if that's not going to happen, like I'll fucking sell it off. Right.
1: And and the thing with stocks is i learned this from my mentor recently. It's like um, the FEC. Yeah. If, if they like, I don't know how you phrased it. Yeah. If, yeah, if, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. said, you, you should buy this stock. Yes. You can get fined fucked.
0: heavily. Big fucked.
1: Yeah, you, you can say, I, I, I am buying this stock. I am stock. buying
0: it. You, you don't have to follow me. I've like yeah. I, 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 I made sure not to say it to to buy it. Good, but like good. you know, If you want to join me, go for it. I'm not telling you to do it. But I feel like a lot of these people on Twitter, on YouTube, on Instagram and TikTok now, too. Yeah. They really just pump up these stocks by using right. those sort of like. Exactly. You know, They're in the gray area of doing the promotion for it. Yeah. So I guess to an extent, yes, you can pump it up by getting a lot of people to buy it. But that wasn't my intention, my intentions, because um you know i just want to i want to help people right. make money and it was literally right before sweet dreams launched too so like anyone that made at least 70 dollars profit off of it can go and buy it yeah there you go so I strategically planned yeah. it <laughs> in that way i like that
1: because <laughs> that same thing happened to me with nat do you, do you yeah you know yeah, about that yeah, yeah that day i bought i put in 30 grand no and in five minutes i was up thirty five hundred dollars in wow. five minutes and guess what? what? In those five minutes, that was the peak of the stock to this Fuck. day, dude. So I think I ended up losing not too much, I think like yeah. four or 5,000 before yeah. I took it out because I kept buying back in, going down. Dude, I was like, chasing it. So we chasing it. Because it was like the same thing. It's like people who are big in a stock said this, yes. and they said, this is why. And it made sense. You know, they're making. A hundred and uh, it's like seventy five thousand dollars per tanker yeah. per day. Yeah, and everyone was like, "How could this lose? How could it lose?" To this day, it's at I, I bought in at like seven dollars and went up to eight fifty, uh-huh. and then right now, to this day, it's like four dollars and sixty. It never even at earnings. Didn't everyone's didn't saying recover. at earnings, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Earnings come. Zzz, it was like a everyone flat recovered. line. Not, nothing. It didn't affect it at all.
0: I so. just I have such mixed opinions about stocks because it's always. That coulda woulda shoulda sort of thing like yeah in february or march when everything literally reached its bottom for the past like 10 years or march whatever, 18th i don't know i don't know about you but i didn't buy in i didn't buy in a Dude, crazy amount here's I fucking i like to this day like i'm just balls deep in regret for this like i really wish i could have put in like a hundred thousand dollars and just like kept it there but i don't know why i didn't
1: well that was the thing it's like um I had 135,000 in the account ready to go but Ugh. here's what happened. I started the transfer on Wednesday uh-huh. and it takes 3 to 5 business days. So Wednesday goes by, um it hasn't transferred yet and then comes Monday, Fed announces 0% interest rates. Yeah. Crashes like a motherfucker. Yeah. I'm like fuck. Tuesday comes, it kind of has a little bit of a recovery. I remember yeah. driving yeah. home and looking
0: at my Were you phone. waiting? Were you waiting for like the right moment? To I was it? waiting for
1: my fucking money to transfer. Oh, the money dude. didn't transfer yet. The money finally oh. transferred on Wednesday after a big like 4% spike out of yeah, nowhere because yeah, 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 they, yeah. the Fed announced a bunch of stuff. So I'm like-
0: More injection.
1: It's got to come back down, right? Yeah, it's got to yeah, come yeah. back down. So oh, about a week later, I think April 1st, it came down and I learned about- uh, uh, um cost per averaging yeah so i'm like i'm not because i was gonna put all in once on that fucking monday but the money didn't transfer so you know i got in at facebook for like 10 grand at like 153 yeah. i sold that at like 230 so that yeah. was good but mm-hmm. um i do i remember this too I, you want to talk about regret dude this is <laughs> this is way this is like April. That, it was that day actually april 1st mm-hmm. i i loaded up um Square was at $42 oh. and I loaded up 30000 into it and it was on the swipe up to place order. And, you didn't do and it. I was looking at it and I'm like, I don't really, really, I don't know too much about Square. <laughs> I'm not going to make this. I closed out of it. And to this day, I would have made, that would have made me $130,000 just dude. from that one play. And so, uh, Dude, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna lie. There was like a couple. There's like a good three or four weeks where I was real down about Dude, watching the stock
0: rise, and I've all. Been I, in, I've been in Spain, but the S is silent. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah, I missed every single time Tesla went up. It rallied. Yeah, but for some reason, I do an options play one day. I swing it from Thursday yeah. to Friday. I make three thousand dollars the first day. The next day, Tesla fucking tanks because Elon tweeted. Um, He didn't tweet. The stock price was too high, but he tweeted something else and the price like the stocks went The the stock price went down so much and my options literally were valued at zero dollars I would lost eight thousand dollars in a day. Oh my god for fucking no reason and Mind you one month later Tesla fucking rally is pretty much double its price like I would have made at least like a quarter million off that Eight thousand dollar investment
1: it kind of fucked it, it really makes me you think like do they know like do they read my mind because <laughs> for from from march until june yeah like part of the reason i went to colorado was to clear my mind from this putting my head in all this yeah, stuff yeah, yeah and so when i was in june the entire time i was doing puts all the way up so i was like <laughs> lose money lose money on puts because i'm like the market has to come down look come nobody's down. working everything puts with puts, puts. Yeah. so eventually i said fuck that i'm just going to really learn um longed a a whole bunch of stuff yeah this is when i was very confused of what direction i was going with stocks and then i'm in colorado the s uh spy spy fucking hits 320 and then i see it drop down to 310 and i'm like you know what (laughs) this for the first time i'm going to do the opposite of what i (laughs) think should happen Instead of buying puts, put like calls. it's obviously gonna go down because it was this, like a failed vaccine or something. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna buy calls. It's like a three or four day call. It goes down to three hundred. The oh first time gosh. I ever buy, the first time I ever buy calls, and the first time I ever did the opposite of what I was yeah. supposed to do. But I don't know if you saw this. This is uh, this is my setup now. If it'll if it'll load, I got all of this. Up. Oh wait, no, I shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. Stock
0: stock trading setup. Yeah, dude, that's a. F- five thousand dollar
1: stock trading computer
0: really yeah it's uh it's what are you e- trading on thinkorswim i'm
1: doing e-trade right now E
0: trade switch to switch to Thinker thinkorswim no, td ameritrade i am
1: it's um it. oh it's not popping up uh i am right now okay. <laughs> all that work for nothing <laughs> I'm doing E-Trade, but E-Trade has some shitty ass paper trading because I'm just paper trading right now. Okay. We got, there's like a big thing in in the works, uh, between me and my mentor.
0: Oh, we gotta, we gotta talk, you're working on something, right? The project? Yeah. Yeah. Talk after this. We can talk about that after. I remember you were mentioning it to me. I was hyped to hear about it.
1: My mentor was talking like this guy's been trading for like 25 years. Like, I I think I've told you how much he's like made. Maybe I haven't. I don't Uh, even know who he is. I'll tell you (laughs) outside of the podcast, but I asked him his beginning trading, like, when did he begin trading? Mm And he's like 38 and he said he start he opened his first brokerage account account with charles schwab 12 years old wow. yeah it was like through his dad okay okay so his dad allowed him to trade and he said this was so before computers that the way he would monitor his stocks is by them running below on the screen. That was the wow. only way. Oh. And when he wanted to place a trade, he'd have to call up as a 12-year-old to <laughs> to his agent. Hi,
0: can I buy? Uh, exactly. I, buy? I don't know what stocks existed in 38. But. First
1: nine months, he made $80,000. As a 12-year-old? 12-year-old. Wow. Watergy. And then, and then um, his um when he went to cash out, his dad said, no, you can't. <laughs> i'm keeping the money take this as a lesson and never trust anybody with your money wow and guess what he said he's he was thankful for that because he learned never trust anybody yeah. with your money like that yeah, yeah and so um yeah it just has it ties into that but i'm just really fortunate to have this guy guiding me through oh, yeah absolutely. super nice guy he sp- spends hours of his time it's exactly what happened with mr blue mr blue and it's a, he's the one who recommended that book. And when I saw that line, I understood yeah. why he spent so much time with me. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm, I met him a year and a half ago.
0: Is he from here?
1: He is f- originally from, oh, man. I'm, well, he lives in Vegas. Okay. But I've met him twice. <laughs> okay. Mo- everything else has been texting, calling, voice memo. Um, but the, the crazy thing is I met him a year and a half ago. And it wasn't until I've been talking with him; it wasn't until four months ago that I learned that this guy is the most wealthy person I have ever met, and it's not even close. Oh yeah, it is not even close. And it's like it's amazing because this guy is the most. I would you would never expect, bro.
0: Same. I'll talk to you after after this about like someone that I know that's worth like nine figures. Yeah, nine figure shit. Yeah, this is this is this is
1: yeah same thing. You wouldn't even know. You would never even know when you get to that level. Nine figures. I think those people gotta go ghost. Exactly.
0: You best believe when I'm selling this shit for 100 m's and I get that wire. Exactly. Off of Instagram. With how many people
1: <laughs> want to try to use us now? Can you oh imagine? My God. You just throw an extra couple hundred million in the table.
0: Just a couple. Just a couple hundred <laughs> million,
1: and say you like want to extra flex like Dan Bilzerian type shit. Yeah, dude, I I can't even imagine that level of stress. Dude, and just suspicion at all just times.
0: Feel, yeah, I, I wouldn't feel safe. Yeah, because
1: I mean that's that's the one Cause thing. Because what
0: happens whenever you, your your companies get acquired? Obviously, like there's headlines about yeah. it. Everyone knows about it. You I, know even I mean? like Joe Rogan's thing. Exactly. Like you see Spotify handing him a hundred M's for his show. You're gonna you're gonna want to know a little bit more about Mister Rogan. Yeah, it, it's clear. It's I heard good.
1: a rumor it was actually a little more. Yeah, it probably was. Yeah, you
0: probably downplayed it. It's definitely worth more.
1: Yeah. And he said he was. People offered to buy percentage all the time. He just kept saying no, no, no.
0: Spotify was perfect partner. They did something with Addison Ray too. Oh, really? She's collecting the bags right now. Addison Ray. Addison
1: Ray. Is that a singer?
0: you little baddie. What's the song? Um, I need a bad bitch. Addison <laughs> Ray. <laughs> I need a bad bleep. Addison Ray. Um, and she's a TikToker. Oh, she really? has like 44 million followers. Hey, but she's, hey,
1: she's not a TikToker in uh <laughs> in one month. <laughs> <laughs> one month. She won't be anymore. I don't
0: know. I think I think I think they'll be, I think TikTok will be fine. Be I acquired. don't know. The
1: the order has been signed. So I literally know, but I, think, s-
0: I think they're gonna get acquired. Like they're not they're not gonna give up 150 million users just like that. I don't know, man. And having their top creators who are also from here just like taken out. But the good thing about, you know, these these people is that they've diversified their following so like you know even if tiktok shuts down she has her instagram she has her youtube not all of them that's the thing not all of them because
1: tiktok but
0: the, but the top the top yeah ones oh are yeah they, they got instagram. nothing to worry about yeah. that was the one thing
1: i noticed in tiktok it was the poorest performing social media in terms oh. of bleed out to other social medias oh, yeah, yeah yeah i'd see people with like hundreds and hundreds of followers on tiktok and then like a couple thousand on instagram it was yeah. very weird bizarre because that would not happen on youtube or twitter or facebook no i guess maybe twitter 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 is kind of like more of an twitter, impersonal social yeah. media twitter
0: you go viral you're not going to gain the most followers like even if you have a tweet that gets like a million likes you'll probably gain like a thousand or two thousand followers
1: let me ask you this have you ever thought of your own social media uh app yeah like have you ever like I'm, i always think about it all the time it's like um
0: when i was younger in the app stage like yeah as a 14 year old. Yeah, I wanted to do social media because like I saw the the social network with, you know, uh, the fake Mark Zuckerberg guy the Actor who <laughs> I don't know who the actor was but that that movie oh, was Jesse,
1: Whatever Jesse Smollett.
0: Yeah, whatever I saw I saw that and I was like, yeah I want to do my own social network but like in reality like why would I do it when there's people more talented more funded and
1: I just couldn't imagine it's like it seems like everything's been thought of all yeah. the bases have what been covered and then every once in a while you'll get a vine you'll get a TikTok. yeah but now it's just like we're so far deep into this it's oh, like dude. where's this go
0: yeah all the top players are there already like
1: dude and and you really see the damage social media is causing, and I think TikTok exposed that oh, specifically yeah. in the younger generation. Oh yeah, we are watching just a bunch of kids from the window. It's like they don't care about what's happening anymore. My biggest thing is like, it's weird how. Okay, so there's one thing that's weird, and then when you dissect it, it's very bizarre. So yeah. the weird thing is people see something beautiful, funny, interesting. The first thing is to do pull out their phone right pull like this. Yeah, but when you dissect that. And you look at the motion of it you see a beautiful sunset first reaction is look down
0: look down look look, down. Away. look away look away from the sun. it's thing. like
1: whoa when you look at it like that it's like these people are being taught to look away from things they like they enjoy anything yeah. they they find interesting whatsoever there's people looking away yeah it
0: doesn't make sense but that's the way it is especially right. with tiktok now like the younger younger generation like you know, kids like five years younger than me, which yeah. isn't even like it's pretty young, but like it's crazy. Like all these, you know, little girls and stuff just be like thirst trapping, like twerking. Yeah, and stuff. Like I don't want to be on my for you page, and I'm seeing a little girl in eighth grade that looks like she is a, a, an 18 year old somehow, just like a, twerking. Like why? And I, it's I don't want to see applauded this. too. That's the yes. weird thing. And they get they go viral. Literally, I think it's like. The, the music culture with Cardi B and, oh man you know, uh, Megan Thee Stallion. Like, you know, more power to them. They're making a lot of money. They're doing a great job for themselves. But they're fucking the culture up. They're like,
1: corrupting the minds. And to even say you. that you can get accused of being sexist or any yeah. anything, it's like, I'm just looking at the facts. I, I saw that t- song, too. Yeah. Dude, and I, I heard the censored version first. And I'm like, you, this is, like, pretty bad. And then when I heard yeah. the uncensored version. And I'm like, dude man, I can't imagine like all the tiktokers doing a dance to this all the eight-year-old girls out there seeing the tiktok and then adding it to their playlist yes the phone is the new parent
0: yeah do they do these artists not realize that they have a fan base of like 12 year olds and you know literally under completely underage kids i'm sure they know of it and they know how viral it's going to go for them but like they're literally corrupting youth and like my generation i think we were kind of we were kind of okay um, sure, there are a lot of thoughts and like all these people out here, but like it's nowhere near what I think the oh. the this previous generation is going to be like.
1: Yeah, the, the sexualization of younger S- children so much. It seems suspiciously prom- prevalent and defended now. They yes. keep it keep they keep pushing it, and then when it starts to fall back, it's defended pushing it fall back defended, and then I don't know. I think this is uh, set up for very um uh, uh destructive yeah. future when, when i see the kids when their parents don't want to parent them so they give them an ipad at dinner my That's kids sad. never gonna have an ipad at dinner because i think like i'm a strong believer in i don't want to look at my phone i think dinner the table it's it's like kind of sacred yeah i'd it never be that
0: time you spend exactly. away from your phone like even whenever you're driving your car too like don't be i mean Texting and driving, like whatever. Like if it's an emergency, sure, like do it. And you got autopilot. And yeah, if you have autopilot, by all means, pull out your computer, start working. <laughs> that was a little bit that I did in the video. Yeah. I literally pulled out my computer. And I'm like, I'm gonna make a Shopify store right now, but not nah, like, it's it, it's it's just such a toxic society where everyone just wants to be on their phone. It's social media addiction, and I'm not gonna say I'm I'm not addicted to social media because I am. I'm yeah. always on, you know, Instagram, always on Twitter. Like it just become a habit now. To just you know just refresh and see what other people are doing but i feel like once you get too caught up in that it leads you to have a lot of that toxicity in your mind with you know comparing your life to other people's lives and then it puts you further down and that's kind of what i fell into as well but then you just got to remind yourself that this is just the life that they're putting out there i'm like we do yeah. it, we do it too we post we flex we do our stuff but like 99 of people don't know our real life
1: yeah you know well and I think what's kind of, interestingly enough, kind of uh, phased out or social media kind of grew out of this, like 2014, I would say like 2012 to like 2018, a mm-hmm. little bit in 19, flexing was like, oh, that's so sick. Like, oh, oh yeah. look at all these Lambos. <laughs> look at all this. And now it kind You're of in switched. my garage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ty Lopez made a career off of that. Yes. And then it flip-flopped. Now flexing kind of brings resentment. Yes. And people are, are more attracted to realness. You going know what dark. I'm saying?
0: It's dark mode.
1: <laughs> well <laughs> I knew that the light was gonna run out at some point. <laughs> yeah. I guess Fez is in the dark right now. I might as well we might as well wrap it up here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I pretty I think we've covered yeah. pretty much all aspects we of went life.
1: Two hours. As That's a solid podcast right yeah. there. I hope the drive was worth it. Ha- it was. That, that was about a third of your drive right there.
0: It was. It honestly didn't feel like it this was. This was a really good conversation. Right. Always, always talking with you. Our nights in LA, like it's Absolutely. just always been a pleasure. Always, always very nice bouncing ideas back and forth.
1: It's always cool when you just fall into like a... That's why I noticed with podcasts and recently. You kind of fall into like a haze where you just yeah. kind of lose track of time and you're yeah. just into the conversation. It's just like... Going all right there, right? So, um, I guess if you have anything to promote, I'll have Fez's social media in the description below. Appreciate it. It's like uh, here, I'll give you, I'll give you some light <laughs> uh, for the final me, scene. Give
0: me some, give me some light. Shine the light. All right, um, I'm Fez, 19 year old entrepreneur out of Chicago. Lived with Scott for a while. Um, you know, this is my brand, Sweet Dreams. You can go to mysweetdreams.co or .com. Buy this product if you want to go to sleep And support a company that is soon Going to be worth $100 million Scott is going to see it happen You're going to see it happen And you're going to be a part of it So check it out MySweetDreams.co or .com We have Sezzle financing on there too So if you're a broke boy You can afford this for $17 For (laughs) like 4 or 5 months So no excuses at all You can follow me on Instagram At Fez F-A-I-Z And I also make YouTube videos About e-com And like dropshipping And life And business in general Kind of like vlog and stuff uh scott will link it in the description down below or you can just search up my name fez Warsani, f-a-i-z w-a-r-s-a-n-i it's been a it's been a pleasure this has definitely been worth the drive
1: absolutely i'm, I'm super glad it did yes. and one closing thought i think it'd be funny if you became, if you got into the FaZe clan, you'd be oh, FaZe dude, Fez. I
0: actually have very close ties at FaZe clan. Yeah, oh, I remember. I've worked with them multiple times. Oh, I remember. I brought it up, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, I've just been jokingly like, when can I become FaZe Fez? They're like, oh, it'll happen soon. Were they
1: calling you FaZe when they first met you? Um, Yeah. Th- I yeah I no, it, most people it. do, I bet, yeah, right? That's yeah, what I right.
0: thought, too. Exactly. But it's All right. Fez. Well, thanks
1: for coming to. The Simplified Podcast. Extra loud, dude. Wow. Love it. Peace.